Hello, and welcome to Waiting for Game, the weekly podcast brought to you by Melee Stats. I am your host, Gimme.Wheat. I'm a tournament seeder, uh, top 100 organizer, and with me as my co-host is Edwin Budding, author of the book of Melee. And for such a great week of Melee, obviously we're going to talk Smash Summit 11. We had to get an equally great guest. So we have, we got the wonderful, we got Brandon, we got Homemade Waffles, Young Waff, the Waffle 77, <laughs> known by many names. Yeah, what is on? going on? Benton is chilling, man. Thank y'all for having me. Glad to be here. Um, I always uh, follow the Melee Stats pod, the Twitter. Hell yeah. How tapped in you guys are with every region is kind of insane. So I I respect it. Definitely glad to be on. You know, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I just value you guys' work a lot. So and it, I mean, this obviously it goes the other way, right? Like you have been out here this entire time. Uh, I mean obviously this entire time, but like through so many different periods of melee, giving melee so many different things that, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to let you just give us a compliment without giving you one right back. <laughs> I appreciate it. Nah, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I try to just do what I can and, you know, just try to, I don't even know, man. I just kind of just do stuff and <laughs> hopefully try to, try to help the scene, you know, better often, you know, when I, you know, then I left it, you know, I, I like to try to just do for people, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, not I mean, to draw I think a, you definitely have. Yeah. And not yeah. to draw a one-to-one analogy between what we did and what you did like way back in the day. <laughs> right. But I, I'm just going to say, I, I think in a very strange way, you were like the first bracket nerd. You were uploading like old, old videos with the faith that, you know, if, enough people in NorCal or the West Coast would see it. Like you right. you knew all the players. It wasn't like you were only recording grand finals or something. Like there's there's so much, you know, I, I know this sounds kind of weird to say because you lived it, but for the melee scene, there's a lot of regional lore that's that's right. uploaded and immortalized on your channel. And and that's the kind of stuff that like I you know that I can I can't speak for anyone else, but that certainly helped bring me into the scene. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was something that I wanted to you know be a part of to document things that happen across multiple levels of play, whether it's the national, local, regional, whatever. You were kind of like the first one contributing within that field for, for sure. a, or one of the first ones, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just uh, I guess how that happened is like I would like sets that you guys would see would just be memories in my head. So essentially like they never would get recorded. So, uh, you know, one time I think it was Falcomist and silent Spectre. It was a long time ago. They had this crazy, like game 10 set that like just no one recorded. And everybody was like, damn, like (laughs) this is crazy. And then I'm like, bro, why don't we, uh, why does no one record this? This is insane. Like the fact that no one records this. So, you know, I had my little shitty laptop. I had a Dazzle DVC. Those just came out <laughs> at the time. And then, uh, yeah, I just started recording whatever I could and just put it on YouTube. Yeah. with the uh, Kind of not with the intent of it even getting big. It was just kind of like, well, we just have some frame of reference. And for the people who wanted to watch their videos and, like, see, like, you know, analyze, you couldn't do that back then because there was never a way to watch it. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it kind of was like two birds and one stone. And at the time, luckily, there was more people doing it. Uh, I think these channels go underrated. They like, you know, people talk about me a lot, but there was like uh, 
my boy JB, DVC Rec DVC Room. DVC Rec Room, yeah. Uh, stabbed by a hippie. There was <laughs> the that Stab one. Podcast. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, shout out to Stab. Uh, but, yeah, there, there was, like, channels like that on the West Coast that really just, you know. And, and also Prague, too. Prague was recording, too, at the time. Uh, Cactar as well. Yeah, Cactar. Scar. People, Scar don't, yep. people don't know Scar is, like... Uh, original youtube name was like it was like true sid something i forgot yeah but yeah a lot of those channels you know just kind of will either stop or you know you just wouldn't see enough so i was just like trying to put as much out as i could and just my goal was to just go to every tournament and like try to upload everything from every tournament even the like the craziest 10-man local to just genesis it didn't matter so one thing that I think, so you, you mentioned how you just kind of stepped up because there's no one else doing it. And I like, I think uh, that is something you've been able to do in so many different eras of the game. And what's most pertinent right now is that you were one of the first per- people to run like a real bona fide tournament during uh, quarantine. Yeah, this was way before uh, Slippy even came out. You were right. still out there. It was like you and like Save Us Untitled, I think, were the first like really big ones like pushing right. through. Right. And, right. uh, right. Like the entire time, uh, Rona Rumble, Rollback Rumble, that has been so instrumental in setting the scene for like continuing melee throughout this and putting players on the map. And I think that is that it's a return to land. So like we're we're back to what we were before, but it is it's not just like it, you know, picked up uh March 2020, right? Yeah. Like we've gone through so much and you can see that just by looking at the people who are there. Um, so first off, I mean, I, we got to talk about like your experiences at summit. Uh, I, I want to hear this because you're probably someone who's been there. I'm not sure if you've been there the most, but you definitely are high up on that list, right? Yeah. I've been to a lot of summits. I've been to like pretty much most summits. I didn't go. I wasn't at the previous land one though. Hmm. Uh, that was the one I I missed, but I'm pretty sure like most of them I've been to. <laughs> I'm fortunate in that regard. Shout outs to Summit for that. So obviously but, uh, a different kind of atmosphere than this one, or mm-hmm. you know, how, how did it differ from Summit's past? Um, hmm. I think the biggest thing was that everybody was just happy to be there. I think that land, just like just seeing CRTs again, you know, uh, be everybody, and and then having rollback too. Like there was net play there too. Should you want to play net play, or like say there's somebody who like maybe people want to warm up for officer or something, they could have like yeah. used that option, right? Um, whereas like the previous summons didn't have that. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like it was a it was definitely a unique experience. I think everybody was just really happy to be there and like just to be back in an environment where you could just see your opponent next to you. It it was kind of weird at first, but it was it was cool. It was cool. Um I, I would say that's the biggest difference. It's coming I mean, we never had a summit where we came off of a pandemic so yeah yeah it, it, just seeing everybody there and playing and watching people play in person too is probably the best part the social interaction that i forgot existed you know <laughs> it's like not discord and twitter messages over and over so that, that that was cool 
that was probably the thing that stood out the most. It was just like the the reunion aspect of it all. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely feel that just through the stream, the excitement uh, of just like being back. And uh, I mean, personally, I, I cannot wait. So, you know, Aiden, Aiden didn't give me an invite to this one. Uh, and I think I lost my chance now that Aiden's kind of gone. But, uh, oh, no. but yeah, like even just as a spectator that like radiated throughout the stream and mm-hmm. nothing capital, like nothing just like encapsulated that more in my mind than grand finals. So we, yeah. we got to talk about this. I know yeah. this is what people talked about all week. People writing articles, people mm-hmm. calling Mango the goat, people saying Mango isn't the goat. So we, we got a lot to talk about, but first off, we got to get to the the set that really set this all up, right? There wouldn't be a conversation like this if it weren't for those grand final sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, what was it like uh, at the time watching that? Like, I want I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, it was it was crazy. It was weird because uh, commentating it's not the same as if I'm just like watching, mm-hmm. just just like on a beanbag, just watching the match. Like it it was different in that regard. Uh, but it was just kind of crazy to see um, just the back and forth, just the constant, like, you know, how the crowd is like what really stood out to me. Like, I forgot that shit. Like when someone's just on a roll, just hearing everybody like cheer for Mango and stuff, because Mango was pretty much who they were cheering for. Even when Zayn would get a combo and then everybody was just like, oh, no, bring it back like that, that banter. You usually just hear it in Twitch chat or hear it, see it in Twitch chat, but hearing it live was uh, it was different, man. It was it was super different to just you, know, you get like hear that feeling of the crowd and all that stuff in the back, even while commentating. So I couldn't, I can only imagine the players. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that experience was um, I'd say the one that stood out to me the most that like that part of grand finals one thing that i loved about the commentary i mean it was like kind of the the whole end of the tournament uh Mm -hmm. that's just like how the tournament ended up shaping up was that there'd just be moments where like no one would speak for like 30 40 seconds and it's just like bewildered by what is happening in front of us right (laughs) yeah like even when you have four professionals who are up there sometimes it's just like dude you gotta sit back and just watch the the melee Mm -hmm. that we saw was just so so amazing and um mm-hmm. edwin I, I i know you wrote an article calling mango the goat now we're gonna we're gonna get back into this uh, in a little bit but first we have to talk about uh like this set so i know you have some thoughts on what the best set of all time is i, I want to hear this now what's what's going on in your little brain you're talking you're just to make sure you're talking to me not brandon right uh, yeah sorry i said edwin but uh i think this is it i I think it's very difficult to top the stakes of the first LAN, like the first big LAN event after a pandemic that, you know, maybe a year and a half ago we thought was going to kill kill our scene or really hurt mm-hmm. it. I think it's so tough to beat those stakes combined with Mango doing something that people thought was impossible or close to impossible and reverse 3 0 Zane and beating him twice in a row on FD. So I yeah. think in terms of like the result, in terms of the actual you know flow of the set, in terms of the stakes at hand, the biggest prize pot in melee history. Um, of course, it's been about what a week since those those two sets. I'm still basking in the afterglow or whatever. Maybe if you ask me in five months, 
I toned down my opinion, but I really think you can't go wrong between something like that. You know, obviously the original Mango versus Armada at Genesis or, you know, Mango Zane at the Big House Nine. Mm -hmm. Like, I think those three, at least in my opinion, those three stand out. And I, and right now my heart is telling me that this one is the, this one is the number one. Yeah, dude. Um, it, it is tough, right? And we're in like this beautiful position where we can have this conversation, right? Like, uh, Melee's long history, we can say, well, what's the greatest set of all time? The one, that one from 2009 or the one from, uh, 2021? Like, imagine another game that could have that conversation. Uh, and how many great sets we've had that, like, would be by far and away, like, the best set in a different game that we're, might not even be talking about. Um, but to loop this back into what Melee Stats is doing, uh, each year we do like a, a bracket, like a March Madness bracket uh, in the beginning of March to figure out like what's the greatest whatever, you know, is the greatest set, what's the greatest moment. Um, this year, well, this year is the greatest set. And we had a, a little bit, of, we, it was not a waiting for game episode. We had a little bit of a different podcast with uh, Sheridan, with Dr. Z, and Ambie and I That's talked cool. about it. And yeah, I mean, I I had to say Mango Zane, the Big House Nine, and that was just like two people like beating the shit out of each other at the highest level that maybe not the highest level melee we've ever seen or something like that, but just like two people playing peak performance, and and it meant so much. Um, Brandon, obviously, you've watched so many of these sets that that uh, Edwin and I talk about with like fond memories. You were there for it. We're just watching those VODs, but you were there. So, like, yeah. I want to hear, like, is this the greatest set of all time? Is it was Mango uh, Armada Genesis? Like, I, you definitely have a unique position that I think that no one else in this call has. Um, well, I was not at Mango Big House Nine, so I watched that okay. on stream. It's like, y'all, uh, oh man, I think this is like up there though with uh, with uh, the first one. Genesis one, mm-hmm. uh, it's up there for me. It's hard to say, you know, especially because like now you, you you have the high from this set, but Genesis one meant a lot. I think that was really important. Uh, I think the foundation of like uh, what happened is uh, like Genesis helped set that. However, with this set, what I really liked about it was the fact that there was like these two were the most dominant in the net play era also. And yeah. I felt like that meant a lot going into it to me. Uh, and just seeing that them, they've been the one, the one and two seeds probably for like the past what two years, let's say maybe longer. I know you can put left in there too, but with his situation, it's kind of. Yeah. Difficult. Hbox was still, Hbox like, too. We yeah, like to yeah. clown on him for all the net play stuff, but uh, I mean, he won yeah. Summit Nine. He was still in that conversation. But yeah, I mean, you're right, totally right, right, right. You get you get interchanged. Like, uh, if if there were a top three, you could change that who would be that third person or where they mm-hmm. would be. But I feel like Mango and Zane, at least in the past couple years, have been the at least top three. And I think you see them, especially with during COVID, when they were clearly like one and two. I think um, this, I don't know, it, it, it meant a lot or just it, it felt good to see them go back and forth that way. And it being the first time they've played each other in person 
at least in a tournament set since the pandemic. It, it, it was really, I don't know. It was really good. It's yeah. hard for me to say which one because I really don't know. I, I think that some of both sets are better for different things. You know what I'm saying? And I think what but what both sets did capture was at any point when you question where melee would be, a set like this happens. So like mm. with Genesis, it was like Brawl was out. It's very like melee was still probably I'd say the more dominant game in a, in a way, but it was kind of it was well for a while it was dying, and then it was kind of coming back before Genesis, and then that set happened, and then everybody was just like a believer again. And I feel like that kind of happened again with Mango Zane. Uh, whereas, like, the moment you feel like Melee is kind of like, is it doing okay? This type of set happens. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they're, they're better. Just Or they're both better for different reasons. It, it's hard for me to say which one is better. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, like, the beauty of Melee, right? Is that mm-hmm. we, we have all these... Like, we're talking about a Peach Puff set from 2009 and mm-hmm. uh, a, a Marth Fox one from, from 2021, and yet they're completely different in terms of gameplay, mm-hmm. and yet we find ourselves, you're right, I mean, 100%. Like, Melee, I, I, mean, I can't speak for 2009, obviously, it wasn't in the scene, but uh, but Melee as it stands right now is so important that that this happened. Um, and, and I will say, probably... Obviously, anytime Mango wins in this fashion, it's great. Uh, I just think, like, the set that we saw, even regardless of what was happening, like, regardless of who came out on top, was so great for Melee. And, and just really what we needed to, to like, boost through the rest of this uh, pandemic in, into getting LAN events. And I, I think one of the the really cool things that, uh, that we have in Melee's history is the... The, like idea of um, all these different sets meaning so many things in so many different ways mm-hmm. and, and just like what they can mean uh, just to melee completely different you know you take you get rid of Armada versus Mango at Genesis melee is completely different and I think obviously we, we have yet to see like the future from this but I think if we have a different tournament like if a different person wins different set happens even if it's Mango Zane Threos or whatever, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. if we don't get this, I think Melee could be different. Yeah, it could. I think what I really, what the sets like this make me realize is because I think a lot of people think of like 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 win and what, like when it comes to uh, like winning, I think how you, I've always valued this, but I think how you win matters a fuck ton. And I feel like these situations like prove that. Like if if this were I don't know. It, like, if, if Mango, even if Mango still won the, like, and didn't have to reverse 3 0 on FD mm-hmm. or just wasn't behind the entire set, it would still be impressive. But it was just like, yo, the fact that he won in situations where it was like, yeah, this is over. Like, I feel like at, at some point through the, both sets, we all kind of thought that, like, yeah, Zane's going to win. And then he just didn't. And you're just like, <laughs> like, what? And like yeah. that that's how I feel like how matters. Like the fact that he, he did it twice on F D and you know, even just moments where Zane lost the first set and then caught his composure and then started kind of bodying him for a little bit. 
mm-hmm. like all that stuff kind of I think it matters like the back and forth and just just regardless of who won you know uh I think I think how they played that that set or those sets mattered a lot. So that's what if I think. Yeah, I I want to mention one thing in particular with the set that I've seen annoyingly pop up a lot, which is the mm-hmm. idea that like it means less because Zane quote unquote played bad. And I just want to say I really hate the fact that like it seems as if the context in which this is being brought brought up is to either take credit away from mango or to delegitimize how exciting the set was i i just cannot imagine this logic being used for any other very exciting form of competition like can you imagine watching wimbledon like that that grand finals from way back when nadal and federer went back and forth and nadal won and imagine someone being like oh like i didn't think it was that exciting like federer played really bad he just kind of choked in the last last few points like like no I, mm-hmm. I, I just I also hate it because it's it's like players are players don't always play at one static level, right? There's an entire range of potential like outcomes that you get from someone's performance. So like mm-hmm. before this set, for example, in the last like what two years or whatever, Zane was nineteen and zero against like other Fox players who are right under Mango or 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 not that far away, you know. So mm-hmm. presumably for nineteen of those sets, Zane was not playing at a ten out of ten. He was probably playing at a three out of ten or a four out of ten in some of them. You know, so what's so that like, what's that tier right there? That's like left in S fat, IBW. IBW monkey. Yeah. Damn. And if you want to count if you want to count fiction fiction, like you, you can count him as someone else who got who got uh whomped by whomped by Zane. But but you know what I mean? Like I think that saying that it detracts from the magic of the set or how exciting it was is is high key like like it's okay to assess things like in a gameplay sense neutrally for your own benefit like to learn about a matchup or to learn about different situations but i think the way i've i've seen it get brought up by enough people is very like i i don't know i just think that's such yeah, a whack you, attitude you said the like, right co- word co- contrarian yeah. it's kind of like the contrarian it's like the idea mm-hmm. of like too many people enjoying a moment and so they're like, man, it wasn't that hype, you know. <laughs> but like, if no one hyped it up, they'd be like, yo, this was insane, you know. This is actually the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if if Mango lost, right? Don't get me wrong. I do think Mango winning has a lot yeah. to do with how excited people were. I won't mm-hmm. act like that's not a thing. Of course. But, but even if he lost, they they would. I mean, people say the same thing for Mango. Oh, Mango was playing good until this part, and then he started playing bad. And it's it, like, I mean, someone has to lose, right? Yeah, you know, like it's just like the assumption that someone loses because they're playing bad is, I don't know. It's like no, I, I feel it's, like it wouldn't have gone to game ten if both of them were playing bad. Yeah. It's annoying. You know? That's what Edwin used the word annoying. That's what it is. Like we're playing a two-player game. This is not a By humans. Game. Like humans if, are playing them. If it's mm-hmm. something where it's like one player and like Zane, like obviously fucks up, you know, maybe. But we're looking at something where. One of the key aspects of the game is like putting pressure on your opponent so they start playing bad, right? Right, right. Uh, right. Like, like I mean, obviously that's that's the push and pull of like that high levels that uh, you know you see the the pressure on one end and you see the composure on the other, and and that's just like part of it. And and yeah, yeah. you you're right. We saw game ten grand finals. I don't know if you can say that uh, anyone played bad in a game ten grand finals unless they like SD four of their stocks. God, game right. 10. and i like i i get how you know people are, are saying like you know 
Zane could play better or or you know if, if Zane would have won it wouldn't be viewed the same like I I, I see that in, in some ways like I could definitely like agree in 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 certain aspects but then there's times where I'm just like I don't know man I feel like it's like not even just Zane but like Mango both of them I feel like they should just can we just give them the credit can we just call it a good set like I don't know mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was it was fun to watch if and like. Like you said, Edwin, it'd be one thing from a from an analytical perspective. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to learn the matchup, I think it's one thing and how you view that set. But as far as just pure entertainment, like just on, on a you don't have to know shit about the matchup or even the game to realize that this is a good game that is back forth. Uh anybody can really win. And I think not knowing that is like it builds excitement. I do think Mango winning helped because it was like I, he, I think he was the underdog going into that set for sure mm-hmm. and whereas like the armada set armada was the underdog in the in the first the first mm-hmm. time they played right um so it was just different but um i don't know all, like all things aside i don't think it was like a bad set at all you know and i and i think people no. thinking but like I, I don't know i'm totally fine with people thinking that it's the best set if considering the stakes Considering the situation, like context, all that stuff matters. If they had just played that and you said that that was in 2017, that would have been a great set. But I think coming off of just this is the first time these two played in person. This is the first event we've had in person. It's the biggest prize pool ever. And it's all in person. I I, I don't know. It just kind of tied in on just like a, the, the, a shit year and a half we've had and just having to recover. And like things just keep getting better. Like, you know, at first there was no tournaments. There's tournaments, and then that, and then rollback comes out. Then we got a little something. We got a little window, and then you know, and it's the same two players who have been dominating the quarantine era for the most part. I don't think they've really lost to anybody. They uh, they both lost to Wizzy. Outside yeah. of that, I feel like they only lost to each other, kind of. And it, it, it's cool to see like them finally just like duke it out in person. And and also this is like, you know. You could call it the end of like the online era in a sense, but then the beginning of how shit is once we go back to land. Like this ain't gonna be the last time these two play in person in tournament. At least I don't think so. So I hope not. Yeah, and it, it just symbolizes the type of sets that they both have as individuals. Uh, Mango and Zane, like you know, yeah. they they did it at Big House and like they topped that. I think they topped it. I mean, it, it like at least as far as like what was at stake. And who's to say what they're going to do next? Like, if they both enter another big tournament, that happens. I, I just think with all that happening, you, you just got to give them their props. Like, and, and not even just them, too. Like, when you think of Hungry Box, too, like his situation going into the summit, coming back, like the best he's been since the pandemic. Like, you know, um, like I, I think it was all it was all good to see. It was good to see Amsa be still ridiculous despite having no practice. Like it, it's yeah. just there was a lot yeah. of storylines <laughs> to me. I thought that were impressive. Yeah, there this is so kind of like a running on gag on uh, among melee stats members about Amsa. How every time he goes to a big tournament, all of us are like, ah, oh, I don't know. The the field's gone left t- a lot tougher. Yoshi's not as yeah. good. You know, Beezum's around, Whiskers around. You know, everyone's getting Yoshi practice. I don't I don't know if he can stay at the same level. And then he just goes ahead, beats Aklo, like. Gets, Every time he's nine, in Japan for like over two or three months, everyone's like, "Yeah, I think he's lost it," and he just comes back and does better than he ever did. 
Yeah. Um, one thing I want to I want to just like quickly rewind to something you said earlier that I thought was amazing. Uh, you talked about how like you could show this set to anyone, you know, the the Mango Zane set, and they would understand. Mm-hmm. And like we, you know, we have spent however long this this uh, podcast so far talking about all the things that made this amazing, like mm-hmm. how it's like a statistical anomaly for Mango to win against Zane twice on FD and Fox Marth, just winning twice on FD. Obviously, you know, he's done it as Falco in the online era, but still just like, dude, what a, what a, like a feat to do. So like, we can talk about all the context and and, like what led to this moment historically, what this means for the future from a gameplay standpoint, how like crazy it is. But if you just show this to someone who like, you know, played melee when they were a kid, they would probably still think this is good. Right. I'm not sure if you could say that about Armada and, uh, mango at genesis i think like that's such an amazing set i think you might need to be like kind of clued in on it but yeah i mean just from like the the mango zane sets that we talk about as being some of the best of all time just like i think you can show those to literally anyone who knows of melee or like maybe they're an old fan or something like that maybe they they might not be connected to the the entire like breadth of the scene and they they still get it mm-hmm. and just the fact that i'm pretty sure at least uh, you guys would know this but I'm pretty sure that's the time, first time Mango played Zane with Fox and Bracket. I think that might be true. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's fucking insane. Like he beat <laughs> he him the, the first, first try. Yeah, the first <laughs> try in a matchup people were saying was Unwinnable. turning into an impossible one. All right, like that's ridiculous. You know. So what I want to talk about next. So I really do see Zane. Uh, you know. It kind of sucks because as much of a like a Mango fan as the entire scene is, I do think like Mango works so well as the foil to these like unstoppable monsters. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have Zane as this like unstoppable machine, Ada uh, too, and yeah. like it's really cool when he's able to overcome. And, and it kind of sucks to be that person who's like he he's like the the villain who has to overcome because I think that what they do in the scene is so important. I think what Zane mm-hmm. and Armada have brought to the scene, like I, I literally cannot talk enough about how good they are. And mm-hmm. I think that it's like time for our next uh, topic, right? We talk about Armada. We talk about Mango like this. I, I, we we got to talk about it, right? This has been a conversation to probably since I, I mean, I remember getting to the scene in like 2014 and still hearing the, the term goat thrown around all the way back then. And we have gone through so much in that time. It's so funny to me that we were even like mentioning that. So, uh, Edwin, I'm going to let you start off. I know you had a, a bit of a column on MeleeStats.co, uh, Monday Morning Marth, where you explained, like, who in your mind is the GOAT. So I, I want this to be your platform to talk about it. Uh, yeah, so I basically l- took a look at three things. I looked at longevity. I looked at who had the better prime. I looked at how well the players performed against each other and considered a lot of their, like, metagame impact as well. I guess that's four things. But any, anyways, so I think uh, the, the comparison I made between the two two players in my column was an imperfect one, but it's one that I think still serves utility for this conversation, at least. You're not going to so, mention Tom Brady, are you? I am going to mention oh, Tom God. Brady. But, <laughs> Never but mind. Brand, Next Brandon, yeah. I want, I, I've told Wheat this analogy before. But travel back in time to like 2009 or something, okay? Okay. You're doing pretty well. The Steelers just won the Super Bowl, so you're happy. You're, you're thrilled to talk about football. You remember how 
you know, you could find people who are willing to say that Brady was better than Manning, but most of like the talking or most talking heads or most, most like ex pro football players in like 2009, 2010 or so, you know, Manning was up what, like four MVPs to one versus Brady. Like Brady had just had his first like elite season with really good wide receivers, like two years before 2007. And even by, you know, I would go as far as to say by 2013 or so, when Manning was up ahead, like five MPs to two, you know, like Peyton Manning was the better player for most of their rivalry. Like what, like when the two were around, but if you ask any football fan today who they would consider the goat, you know, it's, it's almost, it, maybe you get a few hipster picks here and there, but it's, it's very difficult to argue against someone whose worst case, like career assessment is that he was top two for 20 years. He basically had so one of the, like what I think is one of the strongest arguments for Brady is that he has a prime like 2007 or whatever year you want to pick that is as good as any other like peak quarterback maybe better maybe slightly worse but it's in that conversation he has unparalleled long- longevity to the point where like you could literally split his career into two and they'd be like two separate Hall of Fame careers. I'm bringing this back to Mango because I think there's something to be said about a guy who is basically like. You know, early on in his career, you know, like even even by like 2009 or so, this was someone who dominated the comp like the top level of competition so bad. Like, re- remember, like two years before he like started clowning on everyone with Puff and Falco, like people were saying Mute King had solved the game and everything. And I know Mute King like jawned a ton about Brawl and everything, but but like th- think about how insane that is. He sunned Mute King, he sunned Hungrybox, he whooped Zoo, he. He, I know Silent Spectre has a set, but but he he still beat Silent Spectre for the most part with a lot of different characters. Like he beat, mm-hmm. uh, he lost his first set against Armada, but beat him twice after that. He won Pound. Like this is this is someone who like you know outside of those two losses to Kage, like he pretty much like dominated the entire field in his first like reign, you know, which I think mm-hmm. is something that people forget because it's very hard to conceptualize like how dominant that is to be against like the very best peers your your country has to offer so Mm -hmm. i think his prime is at least around you know arguable with armadas even though i think like armada would never lose to someone like like kage but i think his longevity just like vastly outweighs him and i think that um it's going to continue to do that so for me i think mango is like our tom brady i think i think he's the goat I feel like yeah. you could have said that without uh, talking about so much about Brady. <laughs> I think, between the, okay, from my experience with Brady and Manning, at least, I always thought they were kind of even throughout their careers. And even towards the end of Manning's career, I think a lot of people still thought Brady was better, at least in those moments. Because you, you got to remember, too, even back then, Manning was always known as someone who would dominate the regular season. And then when playoffs come around, it's kind of shaky. Brady might be second, third seed, but take you yeah, to but Super Bowl t- every time uh, oh my god this is gonna turn into a football but like brady would have <laughs> bad performances in the playoffs where his i'm saying this as a patriots fan like he'd have terrible performances where his team would win like in spite of him but nobody but nobody remembered because like the defense would get like a like re- remember that chargers game where troy brown brady throws a pick and troy brown forces a fumble <laughs> to like recover like no one no one talks about that because yeah. we ended up winning the game or but- or the raider game y'all that you guys robbed the <laughs> Yeah, we did. I know I'm, friends of mine are still mad about that. 
But, uh, that's, that, dude, that's a, but, but yeah. you got the analogy. Yeah, you got the, no, you yeah, got the analogy. I, I, I do think with Mango, what's impressive about Mango, at least, is I remember we won Pound. He probably was one of the youngest, if not the youngest player to win. Yeah. And then now I see he's like the oldest player. And that, that that's fucking insane. Shout like, out to Pikachu942 for uh, for bringing that stat to the masses. Yeah. Oh, yo, Great, in, insane stat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the youngest and the oldest player to win like a major, which, I mean, it says a lot about him, right? I mean, Mango has had a lot of losses, but, like, you could also argue, like, I I think that's part, like, I think with Mango, the moment you think he's done for is just when he finds a way to win the game. Like, I don't, you know, there's so many times where he's, like, about to lose, expected to lose, and then he just wins. (laughs) It's just like. It's it's hard to, to count him out. Like and if then you the, if you have a tournament uh, where all the top whatever are attending, you know he mm-hmm. might not always be the smart pick. But like you can say you can throw that name out at any single point, and it's like thirty percent chance of happening, right? Right, and then not even just him winning though, but I think how he plays. Like a lot of people, I won't say a lot of the top players are necessarily flowchart, but a lot of them have like set ways of like, okay, yeah, that's that's the same plan or that's our modern plan. Whereas like Mango is just like chaos. It's how we all want to play the game, but we can't. <laughs> and then you see that work on, like, the best player at the time. And you're just like, dude, this dude is different. Like, how is he able to just, you know, put put pressure on his opponent while just moving forward the whole time? Like, no, anybody else does that, they're getting three-stock. But then he'll find a way to do that and then win the game or the set or whatever. And, and Mango, too. I think what's what's crazy about Mango is he's always been a player who has his best moments have never been through winners. You most of the tournaments he's he, he's won tournaments and winners, but you can't think of them off the top of your head. You can think of Pound, you can think of fucking Summit, you could think of uh, Big House, you could think of um what was the other uh, press start. He's had so many losers runs more than any other player that I can think of, and it's just ridiculous. You know, he'll lose round one and then when the Evo, like he's done it so many times, you know, and I think that's what it's not even the fact that he beats his opponents, but he beats them after beating like 10 other people to get yeah. to his opponent. And it's just like, damn, it's impressive. I so. think uh, so. I, I want to talk about this. First off, I want to say um, after so much Brady talk, uh, I'm an Eagles fan, a lifelong Eagles fan. Uh, when we played the Patriots in the Super Bowl recently in uh, 2017, mm-hmm. well, the 2017 season, um, Edwin told me, he's like, you guys can win next year. Let us win this time. I want Brady to have six rings. I was like, Jesus Christ. Dude, never never seen a more selfish person. I want Brady to have six rings, and, and Eagles haven't won ever. <laughs> like, come on. But to stay back on track, uh yeah, dude Brandon, I think like in my mind, the list of like nebulous non-game accomplishments that Mango has is so huge. But if you want to call him the GOAT, you have to rely on that. You have to rely on his playstyle being so far and away unique. Um you have to rely on the fact that he is the, was the best in the world with three different characters at separate times. Like there's all this different stuff that you would have to say. You, you know, the losers run thing is a great one. 
it's stuff that like doesn't show up if you just look at like a, a list of stats. Mm-hmm. But just like you, you would have to go out of game, right? You'd have to say, okay, he might have more losses to this level of player. He might not have won as many. He would, might not have won a higher percent of majors. But the fact that he was able to do all of this with so many different characters in his own way over a longer course of time, like that's the argument you have to use. Unfortunately, right. I'm going to be the wet blanket. I don't think that argument stands versus Armada. Uh, Armada is just like one of these weird cases where maybe if Armada had like uh, you know some weaknesses in his armor, that like there's a there's a really good case for Mango. But Armada is just like this this crazy you know like person to have on top. We always talked about uh, the gods, the streak which Melee Stats has never been a huge fan of the streak because it was just like, he hasn't lost to five gods in this long. He hasn't lost to the five gods in Leffen in this long. He hasn't lost to the five gods left and Plup in this. But, I mean, <laughs> regardless, like for 10 years, or, or like eight years, whatever it was, you could uh, probably list out all the people he lost to on like two hands, which no other player really had. Um, I know that uh, we brought up Pikachu942. She also has some stats on who won like percentages of, of majors. Uh, mm-hmm. And I believe Armada was highest on that to like a pretty insane degree. Yeah. I, I think yeah. again, when they both played, I think Armada was clearly the better player. Like, One thing it, I want to bring up. So uh, I don't like the, the thing is like these stats, it's, it's hard to say how much they really matter. Uh, Cause I could go up here like a, you know, like a Colin coward or something like that. And just like have random stats and say that they matter more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But, um, one thing that was really cool, I, I tracked this uh, like back in 2017, and then I updated it recently. Uh, if you looked at the for the five gods in Leffen, if you looked at the the people in that group who had the longest streak of wins over that group without having a loss to anyone, uh, Armada Armada, Armada has the record that with far. eleven straight, and yeah, he did it crazy. twice. Right, like he did that twice. I think next, uh, you get like Mango and Hbox. Actually, PP has like eight or something like that, uh, which is pretty insane. Yeah, the yeah. the Royal Flush stretch, like right before, mm-hmm. right before Mango beat him twice, from like, like Canada that, up to Royal Flush. Yeah, that stretch was ridiculous. Or he, like even if he'd lose a set in in Grands, like he'd still win the event. I think it was like six tournaments or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. That I remember living through that and thinking like, this is it. Armada's just never gonna lose again. <laughs> Right, and which you know, I mean, we want to talk about tournaments that were great. Like that was one of the that grand finals that was great. But yeah, I mean, it's such an incredible feat to see Armada do all this. And I've been like gushing about how like we're so lucky to have like be in the melee scene. But what other scene do we have? Someone who's just like ruled over their competition with such an iron fist, like literally lowest place he ever was fifth, and I think he got that twice or something. Um, and yet, there's an argument to be had. Uh, like right. such a melee thing. Like the argument would have to be, you know, some sort of Mango incorporates melee. Like he encapsulates melee more than Armada does. It would be something about how the level of play that he's had over characters over time. Like I think it's amazing that we can have this argument, and it speaks to uh, just like melee's ability to thrive and resilience. That this mm-hmm. is even an argument that we can have. Yeah, I think yeah. the time thing you mentioned is particularly good i i wouldn't say that much for characters but like for for time absolutely so if wheat is voting armada i'm going mango brandon you're the tiebreaker 
I don't. I can't. <laughs> I really don't want to because, like, it's 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 like with Armada. It's like you know the fact I mentioned how Mango always has this fuck ton of losers runs. Armada doesn't have those because he didn't lose. Because he destroyed. <laughs> so like, like you know, it, it's kind of like a do you value peaks over consistency kind of thing. And even still, Armada's peaks were insane too. Armada's had runs where he's done stuff like that uh, rarely, but I mean, it's usually because he just would three oh everybody. People would get games off Armada and pop off like. You know, that's insane. Um, and then the fact that he picked up Fox was just like, yo, I I, I think y'all don't even use you, your character correctly. And then made his own shine, the, the Armada shine. Like, that wasn't it. Nobody did those shines off stage like that because they thought you it was just too risky. You'd kill yourself. But Armada, like, perfected that shit and then was able to beat people in matchups. Not, not only the ones that he struggled with, but even matchups that were good for his opponent versus Fox or whatever. Like he I've seen him beat Mars. I remember he forced Dr. Me to kill on FD. Like who does that? Like what? You know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to I don't know. And I'm not even trying to like not pick a side to avoid like controversy. I I like I genuinely just don't know. Because it, it, it's hard to say. And then even then even with them two in mind, like you think Left is still there, Buta King it's still there. Muta King has done that too with, with the manga arc. Like he's won in different eras with multiple characters. Like it, it's hard to say. And I, I think Zane is one of those people. The only thing that holds him back is just the fact that he hasn't been around long enough. But this conversation in five years could be totally different. Yeah. Should Zane? Yeah. If H if if Hbox comes back and just like starts dominating everything for the next two yeah, years, yeah, hungry box, or even the next be... even the next year, like right, he's not it, that far off. It's hard to say, man. I honestly, I do love the fact that you can. It's debatable, regardless of who you pick. And both the like both of you guys' arguments are sound. Like maybe the, the beauty is in the debate. Maybe it's yeah. better if you just don't even. Don't even pick a side. You leave it open. I do. I hate not picking a side, but it's hard for me to say because I think they're good for different reasons. Like why I would put them. It's kind of like with it's my (laughs) same bullshit answer, I guess, with uh, the the Mango Zane set over the Armada Mango set. Like those two. Like which one's better? It's like it's kind of like the same thing. Like they're better for different reasons. Um, I I think it depending on what you would. I think it depends on what you value more. I think if you value like peaks and like overcoming odds, I definitely would put give that to Mango. But if you just want to argue like just consistent dominance, <laughs> like that's Armada. I feel like the, the what hurts Armada is the fact that that type of shit gets overlooked. I think the losers run looks more glamorous because you see the protagonists get beat down and then they come back and overcome their obstacle. But when this, that doesn't happen. Like if there were a movie where the guy just won every round, it wouldn't be entertaining. Yeah. Right? Like the, the, we're not taught to root for like the Ivan Drago, right? Like we're <laughs> right. For Rocky. So right. Kind of sucks because Armada does lose out in some of these like huge moments because he's the one who's expected to win. But that's what kind of makes those sets where he loses. You know, like, we uh, we talked about uh, the melee stats, uh, March Madness. So many sets in our top, whatever top sixteen, top eight, 
uh all like had armada in them he was the mm-hmm. one in, we had top 64 seeds he was the one who showed up in the most of them uh some winning a lot losing just because like his stature as this like god of melee was mm-hmm. so high that like being able to beat him you were automatically like witnessing history right no for sure the fact that he's him like you mango getting fifth no one would give a damn right armada getting like third is like a big deal you know like that that and that's like that i would say that's like the biggest difference um that's the biggest difference between them all or between the two of them right but whereas like mango at any given point can literally be anybody whereas like armada he's just expected to beat everybody like those are two different standards i'd say but i I mean i honestly don't know i think mango's like the brady that if you if we're arguing tenure like that shit is impressive being able to be one of the best damn near 14 15 years ago and then still being one of the best now it's also hard to say too because armada stopped and i guess what would you value like you know, someone just rising, falling, rising, falling, and able to consistently show that they're they can be the best in those eras by doing that, or someone who was good as fuck and just dominant for like five, six years, just beating everybody. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I hate <laughs> I wish I can give y'all an answer, but to be determined later. That's I'm sorry. I, I just <laughs> I, I like how Mango plays Warren. It's more entertaining. But, like, I don't know if that's better than Armada. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's just, like, that's kind of ar- – that, that has nothing to do with them being goats. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think they're both goats in their own right. But, ah, uh, I hate this situation because, like, not picking a side is, like, it's shitty. Can I bring up another greatest of beautiful. all time in the making? What's up? So our next topic is breakout performances. And I want to give a big shout out to the potential future Donkey Kong greatest of all time, Ringler, oh, who, won, who won the <laughs> VIP bracket. This is the this is the story that everybody, everybody doesn't want to talk about, but I'm going to bring it up. The Ringler has been on a tear lately. You've been following if you've been following this Verdugo West showings, you you saw this bracket beating Ty twice and beating beating Nez, beating Bish, who's hella good himself. Mm-hmm. I think this just about seals the deal for me. I think Ringler is legit. I could see, you know, on, on Ringler's current trajectory, I could see them maybe like you know, maybe maybe get a few more top hundred wins but by next year come come the return of land. I think Ringler's gonna take a few names at Genesis. I can see it. <laughs> what what an interesting one to pick from all the people we saw at Summit, from all the yes. breakout performances. I uh, I I respect it, but I mean, I, I like Brandon. We've been we've been gassing you up this entire time. Well deserved, and I think uh, something we have to talk about here is that like coming into this, I, I, I think that a lot of names would seem really unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm just imagining. Summit is one of those things. Summit, uh, Big House, Evo, Genesis. It's stuff that like I think a lot of people who aren't 
huge fans of the game still like to uh, follow. And I know I still have like friends who really don't follow melee, but will message me anytime like a summoner or Genesis happens. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so funny because if you are someone who only follows the game, those like four or five events a year, imagine the last thing you saw from melee was summit nine. And now you see summit 11 and like half the names are just these like random names. But uh, I mean, they have put their time in, like mm-hmm. given uh, Rollback Rumble and and all the other like uh, wonderful online events that they've been able to enter. Like these mm-hmm. players have been really able to make their names for themselves. And I think the coolest thing is that uh, aside from Yingling, who like I, I've talked about, he had the greatest performance, like Summit performance of all time before Summit even started. So like uh, this is not shade to him. But like those three that we talked about, uh, Logan, Aklo, Kadoran, just like three players who might not be considered the top level, who like all were able to show their stuff. Each one of them had a uh, a win over like a top twenty player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all got big. Even Tusang, I feel like Tusang like progressed a lot from like from before quarantine to now. Yeah, That's... I think he just had a tough bracket. Like a yeah, lot of yeah. people who are good against Puff. I mean, really Summit, right? He still he mm-hmm. beat none too, so True. Like, that's that's fucking impressive. Like I, I I think all those names, like everybody there, like LSD. Like I literally didn't know who LSD and Aklo, no, I knew who Aklo was. I didn't know who LSD was until COVID. Like straight up, I, I saw him on an online tournament, just like destroying. I think it was Bobby, and he beat Johnny. I was just like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Logan's story is amazing because they, um, like I. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Like, uh, I, I I knew about him. I knew about the like performances that they were able to put up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's one of those things. Like, those people who really like come from nowhere. It's really hard to pick. Like, uh, a lot of these people who will pop up out of nowhere, I'll be like, oh yeah, I knew that. But if it's just like a random top three hundred player, it's like really hard to to see their trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then out of nowhere, yeah, I I really don't know like when uh, it started, but it was definitely with slippy and we'd see wins like really good wins. And then we'd see like hit a roadblocks like S2J or none or um, lots still a huge one, but like all these roadblocks got to all these roadblocks just end up getting wins over like the next time they played. Like that Mm -hmm. was one of the more more amazing things about their like set history is uh, you would see these players who just like really be really difficult. And then next thing you know, next week next tournament whatever uh it's a completely different story and i think we saw even that adaptation we saw that uh against axe mm-hmm. like the fact for a, a marth main to have never played against like a pikachu even near that level or an to never have played against axe to end up taking a game like i cannot give enough props yeah no that is crazy i mean axe and <laughs> i can't remember the last time Anyone's beating him with Marth, let alone take a game. I think K Toy was the only time I've seen him lose to Marth, and that was in like 2009 or 10 or something crazy like that. There's stories about Ty doing it once, but I mean, yeah, even Ty then, if that was like, it's different beating someone at like a, a local or regional, it's different than beating someone in a, at a, like a huge major. So, yeah. Right. In, in a matchup that he hasn't lost in, in forever, you know. And uh, even, even someone like Zane, who's, I you would argue I think most of us would say Zane's a better player right now to axe, but even he 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 hasn't <laughs> you know? 
Even he hasn't yeah. gotten a dub on Axe yet. I'm pretty sure, like, outside, uh, Axe is Pikachu. I'm pretty sure it has not lost to Zane, if I'm not mistaken. And they played how many sets? Like, at least three or four, maybe. Yeah, they played a they played a few. Obviously, that was one big thing that we were getting into. Summit was like, can Zane win? Like, if he has to play Axe, that that's a scary thing. Uh, even though his Roy like three stocked his Pikachu at some point, like, that's some, yeah. like whatever crazy stuff happened like that, it's like okay, well now back to like reality. We got to figure this out. Obviously, we didn't get to see that. But yeah, you're right. Aklo really stepping up. Aklo is a type of player, and I think this applies to Logan and and Kadoran as well. Um, just like all around strengths that I, I think really work for like longevity in the scene. I've talked about this on the show before, uh, but I think like if you have a, a player like a, like a Marth player in particular, who's like a plus at the Fox matchup and like D at every other matchup, they'll probably get like a lot of hype around them like really quickly. Mm-hmm. But if you have a player who might put all those skills into like even levels you know, if you have someone who's like a B level at every matchup, I think that those players kind of go underrated. But the things that those players are over time, those are the type of players who I expect to have like the longevity, expect to like have the continued rise. And mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I see this from all three of these players, even though we did see like huge rises from each of them. I don't know if you would have called this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the way that Aklo plays the game just like seems so clean, precise. And like I, I feel confident going into 2021, 2022, these LAN events, that like mm-hmm. he's not going to be a flash in the pan. Uh, and same thing with Kadoran and Logan. Like I, I think it's amazing that the representation we saw from the Slippy Kids, you know, the the online grinders, whatever you want to call them, it's been like like they really, really um, showed up. And obviously, I, I, it's it's tough to talk about Summit Eleven without talking about Pipsqueak or Eleven. Um, Pipsqueak definitely is in this tier for me as well. Like if mm-hmm. we got to see him play, mm-hmm. I, I think that he would have shown other amazing stuff. And like when we eventually see him play, if he's able to come to Summit Twelve, and I think yeah, he he's, still he's, has, uh, he's auto invited to the next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. I think he's also got like a free major still. He, dude, poor guy. Uh, what a what a wonderful yeah. player. One of the saddest things that that I've seen recently was his trip to Summit. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this means, Summit 12, you know, hopefully we get to see him. Hopefully we get to see him at, at like a Genesis or whatever U.S. major. He gets a free flight, too, because he's already got that in the bag. So, like, uh, the, this level of play from from this, like, smaller group of players, this group of players who, like, barely top 100, not even top 100 for all this, that's the breakout performance for me. Not Ringler, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed none of you wanted to talk about Ringler more, but I understand. <laughs> No, nah, Sam Ringler's my guy, man. It was cool seeing him. Like, I met him at one of the first summits, and he was like, not, he's barely, he's just a struggling DK player. And then I thought eventually he would just change characters and play Marth. And he's talked about it before, but my man stuck the course and just, he's ridiculous, man. Like, shout out to Ringler for that. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want me to talk about like a breakout performance from Summit in particular, or just in general? Yeah, I mean, well, Summit was the chance that we like got to see all these players. If you want to give other shoutouts, I mean, obviously you got people like Ben who who did perform well throughout the year. Like, if you mm-hmm. got players you think deserve some roses, then then go for it. Oh, um, I think a player that's a good that 
to me has gotten better in quarantine. No one talks about much. It's Poppy. I think that guy's really mm-hmm. good. Um, I think he uh, he's definitely one of those players. Obviously, like just coming off this weekend, uh, Tyler Swift is also yep. one of those players. Yeah, huge performance. Yeah, possible um, best Pikachu player in the world. OKP is another one. It's really good. There's a lot of players. Mm-hmm. That just kind of slip up my boy John, the real thing. I think that dude is super underrated. Yeah, I, I thought um, you were going to mention him because he, yeah. throughout quarantine, obviously he's someone who's been top 100 for I think the past two years. So people people should know about him. But like slowly but surely, like on a pretty quiet level, just like every time he enters something, has some pretty good wins. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot, I think Elliot. I think Eddie has gotten a lot better too, Eddie Mexico. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of good players, man. Of course, you got you got the Bobbies, the Bins, Dorans, all of them. Um, but I guess if I had to pick a a performance, a breakout performance from Summit, hmm, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go with the age God, bro. Uh, <laughs> you know I, what? I think he's back. Sure, sure. Uh, why not? I mean, that's dude. That's what. Uh, is on everyone's mind, right? I thought so. he was going to get seventh. I'm not going to hold you. I really did. It looked like he could have won that tournament. Even though he lost to Mango and Zane in three ones, I think had those gone to game fives, I don't know, man. He there might have a world. That. Yeah. That's, dude, that's the scary thing with HBox is that, like, if you are a fan of the person he's playing against, like, uh, I, I was having a heart palpitation set the entire sets, and then you look at them and they're three ones. It doesn't even go to game five. But, like, during halfway through game four, everyone's like, He's got to win this, or else you know I can't. I don't want to see this go to Game Five. That's right. just how HBox is. Um, and yeah, like obviously we were kind of missing a lot of that X factor throughout all of uh, all of quarantine, all of the the um, you know online tournaments. I think that's I think that's an amazing answer because we have the players I mentioned. You know the the three huge net play grinders from this tournament all got. Mm-hmm. Top twenty wins. Um, you know, Aklo beating Axe, Kadoran beating Sfat, and I believe he beat Moki as well. Um, yeah. And then LSD beating yeah. Moki as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just like and I guess that um, with IBDW also. Yeah, LSD. yeah. This is like I, and the, the obviously the, you know the Aklo Logan set was was wild, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean like uh, I mentioned those players who are really up and comers. Uh, kind of who are proving that like despite the fact that their come up was on net play they are to be taken seriously mm-hmm. and then on the other side you've got hbox who's uh you know winning his sets and then going on mic and saying that net play really doesn't count for anything <laughs> and like yeah I... at this point we have to ask is net play real edwin uh, you're about to say something i don't want to cut you off thank you um it was re- it was functionally real over the pandemic. It was literally the only way we could continue to have our scene in any kind of meaningful structured capacity. Is netplay one to one to CRT? No, of course not. Or I don't think it is. But I think but I think considering that that was the that was the limitation on our ability to play in melee, it mattered during that time, and that's that's all. And that's in like, you can't, it's so easy to say after the fact that like, oh, I knew Hungrybox was going to come back and get third or whatever. I, I, I think that's such weak shit. Like Hungrybox literally like 
he entered he entered tournaments a lot. I'll give him credit for that. But like he like sure he was holding in the whole time and like <laughs> not paying attention through through half his sets. But like if you're consistently doing that, that's that's part of who you are as a player. You know, like if, if you keep doing that for a year, like in this the only format of the game that we have, like <laughs> of course people are gonna of course people are gonna see you like that. Like, yeah, I, I won't lie. Like, this is this is really impressive that he came back and like beat Amsa, beat beat all these people that might have beaten him online, like consecutively in a row. He overcame the Cody team. win is really yeah. impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that one didn't end uh, ended yeah. in spectacularly awful fashion, but still, like that's a like that's an incredible um, return to form. But I I don't know. Like, it may is a one to one with CRT or like doesn't matter for the future. I, I'm not sure, but it mattered over the last year and a half, and we need to stop pretending like it meant nothing. It's so funny how the number one ranked player in the world, Hungrybox, uh, basically sandbagged for a year and then goes back to normal. Is like, yeah, I can't believe you guys thought any of that mattered. It's like, well, I mean, I know you weren't treating it right, but like, it feels really funny to to like get on anyone's case who saw him like get three owed by fable and be like okay maybe there's something missing here (laughs) maybe he's not gonna be the level of getting third right away uh i think it's that's hilarious but yeah what you mentioned is like it mattered for the moment and i i'll do one better i think that um it's like local data right we we would get into this uh when there was a top 100 to talk about uh melee stats is always a huge proponent of locals because what locals do is it fills in the the gaps, right? It's like we have all these majors, but not everyone's able to go to every major. So you have all this data against like the top players, and then what fills in those little gaps? Like it's not the it's like the muscle. It's like not not the backbone of it, but it's just like everything, like all the fibrous little things filling in everything between. And that's net play to me, right? Like if someone beats someone at a local, whatever. Like if SUJ loses to mega christmas at a local who cares uh now if mega christmas suddenly is 12-0 on s2j <laughs> that's a different story so i'm gonna look at uh netplay the same way right like uh i'm not suddenly gonna say that harry poggers is is like a top 20 player but if you have someone like ben eight and three with hbox and then other like really impressive records across the top i will say that that's someone who obviously has shown their talent i think picking like one result or one result from land to say that net play doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's feels like it's not the whole story. Um, so I don't know. I'm not about to it's say that. It's absolutely not every- the whole story. They're, they're acting in bad faith. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kind of, I guess if, if I had to pick, I'm kind of, I'm more with wheat. Like, yeah, like I, I'm with you, Edwin, that it's not one-to-one, but like it, to say it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. I I, I think it does matter to an extent. Otherwise, people wouldn't pop off when they hungry. Boss will pop off (laughs) when he won. You know, I I definitely think that shit matters. And I think the fact that, like I said earlier, Mango and Zane were pretty much dominating online, and they were in the grand finals offline. Like you know, LSD and Aklo, they still got wins on the people that they beaten Uh online offline. So I do think that shit translates. Um, will I say it's like exactly the same? No. Well, I think t- well, certain things probably be different in person and 
than it would be online. Of course, you're not at your own home. You don't have to worry about internet, all that bullshit. But I definitely think it matters. I'd, I'd be lying. Like, if somebody was placing in, like, if somebody was beating Mango and Zane consistently online, I think they would be able to do it offline, too, personally. Uh, it, it, we gotta get just, left back here. Yeah, then. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll be able to do it. Who knows? I mean, yeah, left could, but I, I just think the idea that oh, it just happened online, so it doesn't count is bullshit. Because then you wouldn't see people getting salty. You wouldn't see it. Wouldn't when you when it truly doesn't matter. No one would play it. Mm-hmm. No one would give a shit about the result, and and no one would even care to host tournaments. So I definitely think net play matters, but I won't. I won't sit here and be like, oh, it, it's more valuable than offline. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Statement. I think yeah. we all know like offline is where it's at. But um, I think online is good for people like LSD and Aklo. Like Aklo literally never left New York beforehand. And the fact that he was able crazy. to do that and still get wins is proof that he wasn't just good on online. Same with LSD or Logan. I'm sorry. Um, they were able to get wins offline. And these were the same wins that they would have gotten online. I think so. I I think it does. Like what well, you said, we like okay. You know, Johnny loses. I wouldn't like use a bank Christmas, but if Johnny loses to somebody <laughs> offline once, that's whatever, right? They happen. L's happen. But if if there's a point where that same person is beating Joey, is beating Fiction, Kadoran, Wes, you gotta yeah. look at that shit. I think you have to. Um. Yeah. I guess that's how I feel about Netplay. I I, I think it. I think it uh, it matters to a degree. Uh, so I, I think it matters, but not as much as land. <laughs> yeah. Long story short. One thing I've yeah, like say you'd about rather this. get top sixty four at like you'd rather get top sixty four at Genesis than you would at like a, a net play cross regional or like right? right. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we go on. Well, uh, one thing I want to say is that like I I'm not sure if everyone who so okay, I don't want to say that anyone who did well on online is now going to do poorly on LAN. I think it's that there was a bunch of people who didn't play online who are still going to be nasty. I don't think it's like, oh yeah, that player's wins are fake. They're going to be bad now. It's they are now being thrown into like the Shark Tank with all these other great players. I think there's players we barely saw any a bit of during the online era who are able to like really show their stuff who are locals monsters. Null, we mentioned army, a, like both players who already have shown local land results that have just been putting up what like, fiction, dude. Fiction, uh, with I don't even, even know if he's going Falco anymore, I don't know if it's laserless Falco anymore, but like winning locals over over West Balls, over Kadoran, taking uh, I don't think he actually took a set over army, I think it was like three two, but I mean, just like performances from these players. Who I think that in an online era we wrote off, right? Because you don't see mm-hmm. them, you don't think about them, and then with land coming back, like everyone comes out of the woodwork. And it's not to say that online results don't matter. I think those players are still going to be good, but I just think they're now being thrown into this realm where you have all these other good players. So if you see someone who doesn't pop off, it's not because they got worse. I think it's just like the competition from land is just going to be so stiff. What do you got to say, Edwin? A hundred grand is going to make us a hundred grand. A hundred grand. A hundred grand yeah, is buying us a yacht. That's a hundred grand. I was just playing hundred grand today. We we played yesterday twice. 
We played yesterday twice, and we played today. And I might play him again later. I'm not, I've always known hundred grand is sick. I've always known it like for like the last two three years. He just doesn't enter shit. But yeah, I'm I'm on the hundred grand wave too. Like, what do you think of him? Nah, he's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm trying to like I said, I'm trying to shit on every Marth I play, and like playing him definitely helps me with that. I've been playing a bunch of Mars, uh, and fuck man. Hundred grand is ridiculous. I don't know. I, I have nothing but good things to say. And he's just a good dude, man. You know? We would have some uh, some comments saying that we talk about hundred grand too much on our podcast. Brandon, oh, I want to yeah. I want to loop you into this. Uh, hundred grand is going to make us so much money. We're at the at Genesis. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll do this at main stage. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to yet. But whatever we're at, it's going to be side mm-hmm. bet central. We're going to go to the Zoomers and we're going to side make side bets, uh, and we're going to go to the the boomers and we're gonna make all these side bets we're gonna be like who's this dark emma guy i've never heard of him uh you think he's really gonna beat you know just like whatever some random like you think he's really gonna beat kubi <laughs> yeah, and then we uh, go to the then we go to the boomers and it's like who's Beezim? i've literally never heard of this guy right there are certain names where like if you bring up say to um like in my era, if I bring up a hundred grand, they're gonna be like, "Who?" Right? But then those those same people, I, I, I fuck it, I'll use myself as an example. Damn, I didn't know he was good at the game. Like th- those are zoomers, right? <laughs> or you'll be like, "Yo, Vish plays." Like that. Those are those are the zoomers. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. People people didn't know that Vish was good. It's like, no, he's <laughs> he's been solid for a while. Right, right, and though yeah, it varies based off who you talk to, but. At least as far as hundred grand, uh, I would never bet against a hundred grand. <laughs> but we gotta like find Zane the people who shit. don't know who a hundred grand is. That's the thing. You go up to bro, them, and they're, quick, they're like, "Oh I, yeah, my, that's my buddy right there, dude. He's so good. He's PR'd." And it's like, nah, yeah, right. And to, to say that uh, when I was playing hundred grand in my stream, half the people were like, "Yo, who is a hundred grand?" They're like, "Is this a Smurf?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, <laughs> this is a real deal. He's just that good." Like, Looking I, I don't forward think to that they so know much. he's like top fifty, at least in my eyes. I think he's that good, maybe higher. He won a local over Ben. He did a local right. over Ben. Right. <laughs> right. And shout uh, out to him. I'm glad he's a shout out to hundred grand if you're watching, man. Fucking love hundred grand. Even before he was like godlike, he would always come in the streams and show love. Like he would come in my stream, Phil's stream, and then He's like still had that attitude, right? I feel like there's a lot of players when they get good, they kind of I won't say they switch up, but you know the vibes kind of different, right? Whereas like with him, it's just always the same, just consistently cool ass dude. He was just like, "Yo, let's play more." I'm like, "Hell yeah, man!" If if I ever upset a Marth in any of these tournaments upcoming, it just no, it's it's literally a hundred grand. It's all hundred grand. We got <laughs> yeah. our. Uh... We got our H box talking. We got our hundred grand talking. I think that is basically what we we have to talk about those every episode. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I guess uh, what else do I do every episode? Edwin, I mentioned that Leffen. <laughs> uh, well, Leffen obviously we haven't been able to see him. Every time we used to have old podcasts with Leffen, uh, where well Leffen was playing, I'd be like, I know he lost now, but like I'm really confident that he's like going to be able to turn this around. No matter uh, what, yeah, every time he, he can lose anyone. And I was like, I don't think this is a trend. Uh, so now that I have said that, I think we hit on the trifecta. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, we, we probably, we, dude, we keep hitting on all this stuff. I, I, I love this conversation. 
but we have we have got some really wonderful questions uh, from our Ooh. Patreon. So each week we uh, we ask for questions from our Patreon, oh, and cool. uh, usually it, it ends up with uh, me saying that the Patreons didn't really come up with good questions, but they they did this week. So uh, <laughs> so we we got a lot to go over um, here. Let me see if I can if I can find a good one because uh, they were they were doing a lot of good stuff. Um. Oh, here's a good one. So this is from uh, our our friend SF. What could the community be doing better to support online TOs? Okay, are these questions to you guys or to me? Yeah, or, yeah, oh, to you. What you said? What could the community do to support online TOs? Yeah, yeah. Like, what could it be doing better right now that it is? I mean, this is just TOs, but you know, it also says online TOs, so I know that's kind of a more like pertinent thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think depending on who you are, is I'd give a different answer. But I guess from anybody's sake, just I think you know, retweeting the tournaments, watching the tournaments. Um, I think entering the tournaments always helps. Um, you know, should you want to donate to a TO that that could work, but I, I think just supporting the event is probably the best way. You know, it, it, it whether you don't have following is good. If you have a following, like say Zane, I like a lot of what helped Rollback Rumble was those fucking Roy runs he mm-hmm. would do. And like, you know, that that shit carries over a lot. So I think if you really want to support an, a TO's event, just do your best to enter it. You know, I'm mean, shout out to Yamasaki. Yamasaki will enter rollback rumble and then donate the 10 to the pot like every time. And like shit like that goes a long way, I think. You know, and it, it just makes the, the job for the TO like you know more like effortless, I guess. Like the like it, it gives them like confidence that they're doing decent events that people want to participate. So I, I think just getting involved in that way, like just it doesn't you don't have to even directly thank the TO or anything. You can just just enter the event. I mean, pop bonus, you could. That's up to you. But I, I think, you know, retweeting the streams and like entering the event, I think mm-hmm. helps the TOs immensely online. What right, do you I think about people? Sorry, uh, I just had a, a quick follow up to this one. Sorry, uh, yeah. Edwin, I'll let you let you ask after. Um what do you think about people who are like stream their own runs? Cause I, I know that it, it's uh, it's obviously, you know, you might get people who are watching just their stream and not the stream of the tournament itself. But I feel like having uh, a top player, like be able to get something out of what is just like basically a local, right? Like they got their own stream going on. So it's beneficial for them to be streaming that. I Like, do you think that helps or does it hurt because it's taking away views from the mainstream? I personally think it helps. Uh, I know some people might think it hurts. Dude, one of the dopest things, because, you know, for Rollback Rumble, for longest, we won't, like, I mean, with the big one, it was different because it was a big event. But normally, we don't stream shit before Top 8 because we want the integrity of the tournament to be smooth, right? And one of the biggest confidence boosters is refreshing on the Twitch chat chat and Melee. And everybody just has Rollback Rumble run. Roll back rumble stream. Someone always says Rona Rumble. Rona Rumble top 32. Yeah. Roll back rumble, blah, blah, blah. And you just go down and everybody's streaming their runs. I think it's beautiful. Uh personally. I'm a huge advocate of that. Uh I, I definitely champ people to stream their own runs. Especially too, sometimes 
on our end, the stream acts funny or does some dumb shit. You could just watch the player you're watching stream. And then sometimes, you know, you might not want to hear, you know, me on the mic or our layouts or whatever. Uh, sometimes you want to see what the player is doing directly. Sometimes they take breaks and talk to chat or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I usually will never. The only time I was weird about it was with the big one teams. And that's because we use VODs and we didn't want to spoil the mm. results. So we had them play off stream. Uh, but normally, especially if we're not streaming it, we hi- highly uh, encourage people to stream their runs uh, just because, you know, they're fun to watch. And sometimes, like, while I'm doing stuff in the tournament, like, and I'm waiting for top eight to happen, I'll just go through everybody's runs and make sure that, you know, things are going smooth. And it- it's cool. I know. I'm, I'm a, I advocate it a lot. Hell yeah. Uh, Edwin, I know I cut you off. Sorry. What was your, what was your question? Uh, Vlerk has a question for you, Brandon. What's something that stopped being true about the scene that you miss? Blur asked me this. This no, is Vlerk. This Blurk. is Vlerk. Oh, this is, uh, oh, I thought you said Blur. Our, our Dutch Samus patron. Now we, uh, we are not accepting Blur books right now through Patreon. What stopped being Oh damn, that's a good question. Let's stop being true about the scene that I missed. I think what I missed, I think you know when we talked about locals and stuff. No matter how big or small the tournament was, everybody would come through. It'd be like Mango, Joey, Dewan, fucking Silent Specter, Zoo. Like that would be like the standard. It'd be like thirty people. But them tournaments would be some of the best players in the world. We would get them regularly, like every two weeks, every month or whatever. And, like, now it's, like, a little harder for the top competition to want to enter. And I get why they don't. You know, they got streams and other obligations. People are older, all that stuff. But, man, it would be nice because I watch Street Fighter and I watch NLBC. Shout out to Team Spooky. Um, But uh, they'll, uh, they'll host the NLBC and, like, Punk enters. I don't mean all their top players will enter that shit, you know. And I feel like that's not really a thing in melee as much as it used to be. Whereas back then, a lot of top players would just enter everything. And like, I get why now though. Like with streaming and just you know other ways of making money, it's hard to justify taking time out for a tournament. But man, I, I do miss it sometimes because it'd be nice to see Mango Zane like. In tournament on like fucking Wednesday or whatever, man. It, it, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm just maybe I'm selfish, but I, I miss that shit, you know. But I get why it doesn't happen, and I'm I, I don't think it's. I'm not mad at the players for not doing that, you know. But I just miss it. But yeah, that's probably what I would say that I miss that doesn't really happen as much. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, like as much as we talk, like. Dude, that's such a great question because as much as we talk about how Melee has evolved and Melee is so great right now, it's really cool to hear. It's not even like a negative thing, right? It's not necessarily like saying, oh, Melee is bad because it's not this. It's just like saying how Melee can be different. I think people would still say Melee is great right now. Well, yeah, good question. Great answer. Uh, I appreciate that for sure. I'm going to go to a question that Wills, the um, Georgia TO, he asked. So uh, he asked about the the next Black Empowerment Tourney. And and I think, like, we talked about what you've done for the community in terms of, like, Rollback Rumble and and all this other stuff. And I think that's up there, right? 
the uh, mm-hmm. Black Empowerment Melee Invitational, like you really killed it with that, and I think gave something to the scene that it wasn't. You know, it's one of those things where like maybe not everyone expected it, but when you have it in front of you and you're able to watch, I think you're able to appreciate that. So, do you have anything, maybe specifically another um, Black Empowerment Invitational, or maybe something that is along those lines in the same spirit? Like, do you have anything, uh, anything up your sleeve for that? Uh, I have something coming up online with something like that, but I don't know if I can talk about it yet. So that's, that's good enough. I mean, I'm yeah, sure people, but are- as far as the next Bimmy is concerned, I definitely wanted to do it again in, uh, you know, next February and just, I, I kind of want to do that shit every year. I don't know if there's a way to do it in person. I don't know if I can afford that. <laughs> But if there is a hey, way, sponsors, Shout yeah, I mean, anyone's if listening, a sponsor, you know, especially you know, if fucking like uh, NAACP or like fucking uh, HBCU want to sponsor that shit, I'd be super down to do it in person. Uh, it'd be hard though, but I'm down. If not, we could just do it online. I'm. It's cool that whoever asked that asked that. I do think it's an uncomfortable situation for melee players because we, as black people, are a small minority. And I think that is something that we don't really talk about in the scene as much that I think people need to need to be aware of. And, and don't get me wrong. You have like a lot going on in melee and, you know, I get how things like that become political for some people. But, uh, you know, I, I think at least regarding blackness in melee, you just we just kind of get pigeonholed in what we're known for. and But you don't really talk about it on the grand scale like. For for every black player, there's like hundreds of people who aren't black. So I think just having a space like that for us, especially during like, man, shit was fucked up last year. Just like that type of shit, I think it's important. And not even just for just like black people, but everybody. And then just other groups, should they ever want to want to do something like that? Like, I'm all for it. Like, you know, what Gayle does. That's why we put the gay one on there, right? Like, you know, uh, what, like, you know, anything regarding, like, Asian hate and stuff like that. Like, I'm all about people celebrating who they are and stuff like that. I just felt like for us, for me, just having the ability to TO it, you know, I wanted to just try to do it and and not feel because at first I, I was scared of starting problems with the scene, but like people being mad at that kind of proved my point on like why I feel like shit like that should go down. And like I, I'm I'm I want to do it regularly, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm given the opportunity to. And I, I hope I'm glad people liked it, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I guess my thing is just to try to, to try to point out that thing or that fact that, you know, just, you know, I, I really want black people to know that, you know, there are people we exist in this scene because I, I think going to tournaments, being black, at least I can't speak from anybody else's experience. But me, you know, there's times where like there's been a lot of times too where I've gone to tournaments and like I'll go to, I'll, I'll run into somebody and he's like the only black dude me and him and then this person he'll be like yo appreciate what you do man it's kind of hard for me to get adjusted to this because I'm like I'm like I'm kind of out of my element 
And I don't know, shit like that really like motivated me to do it. But um, yeah, I guess to to follow up with your question, uh, I expect something in 2022, maybe something within the next couple of weeks should I am able to announce it. But it, it, what what I'd be doing next wouldn't be like a Bimmy or even a tournament, but it would be. I don't know. You guys, will, you guys will hear about it when it drops. I can't, I can't talk about it, but at least with Bimmy, I, I, I want to try to do something next year. Definitely uh, online, if not in person. So we'll see. Hell yeah! yeah. I think uh, event, events like the, the Bimmy and, and what you mentioned with Gale and uh, you know all the different charity events that we saw pop up is, is one of the more incredible things to happen in the melee scene throughout Slippy, throughout the, mm-hmm. the age of Slippy, I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think great question from Wills and uh, an amazing response on your end because I, I think you're right. You nailed it on the head there. Um, and, and, and then real quick too, like I saw in the chat, like Bab and Salt was nuts. A lot of people didn't even know they were blank. And like shit like that, I wanted to really put emphasis on too. You know, that it like that blackness is a spectrum. Like, yeah, me and Axe don't look anything alike, but we're both black, right? And I feel like people forget that shit sometimes. But yeah, I'm I'm done with the question. I just wanted to. to (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have another question from Tuesday. Um, Shout out to Tuesday. Yeah, so I'm just going to paraphrase this. Brandon, you are very good at Melee. So (laughs) that's something that people don't don't know. I learned this the hard way playing you at an Evo after party way way back. But you are indeed (laughs) a solid player. And with that in mind, I want to ask you, do you have any goals for what you want to accomplish at your next land major or just when when land comes back in full force last time when you were on the show, you, you were willing to talk about this in pretty big detail. So I'm, I'm curious to hear like if you have any goals as a competitor. That for sure. You're... For sure. Is a depressing. You're asking me this or Tuesday. Is that Preston Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. ATX? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yo, shout out to Preston. That's my boy. Uh, man. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I do think, Especially watching Summit, I was like, man, it'd be kind of cool to try just the one time. Just one time, you know? I've, like, opted in the voting, but I never, like, tried to get in. Uh, I thought about it. And I, I still don't know. I'm kind of scared to try. Because, you know, commentary is just, like, safe for me. Uh, but it, it'd be nice to try to compete. And some at once, but it, and not and it not to be. I, I don't want to compete and just like go there and the struggle's real. Like I want to be able to feel like I can win the shit or like beat hella people if I go. But uh, yeah, I'd have to practice a fuck ton. <laughs> Where I'm at right now, I don't I don't feel like that would happen. But I don't know. I, it's crossed my mind, and like especially now with like you know rollback rumbles are kind of. Like kind of taking a hiatus, we're all like exhausted from it. It makes me be like, man, I really want to want to grind the game. I, I I still think I'm like trash, but I, I don't know. I, I I think it'd be nice to try to try to compete once, just for real, for real. And I think 
I think I can like in my head when I watch a lot of the players work, I'm like, man, I can match this ethic. Like I could definitely do this shit if I really tried. Uh but I don't know, I gotta try. So I, I guess a goal of mine would be would be to try to compete in the summit one day. Hell yeah. Um, I, I don't know how far I would go. But you know, I mean the fact I, I remember one of the last tournaments I entered was uh Levo and I beat Travioli on some stupid shit. <laughs> and I beat H and like both of them are really good. So I'm like, well, I, I'm still like okay at the game, you know, <laughs> not that bad. So Yeah, I, I mean don't know. we we talked about it. So uh we had you on the Melee Stats podcast way back when with uh Savings Entitled. Um, oh yeah, when I addressed it. I forgot <laughs> what it was. Oh no, he was saying that me and Oscar were just like legacy picks. <laughs> Uh, I was like, nah, bro, the fuck out of here. It's so funny, Gip, because, like, I think Lovage probably falls into a character got a ca- uh, category because of the Leffenwin uh, and, and just the history of, that he's had, where people probably mm-hmm. know him more as a player. But, like, there's so many Melee players who people only think of as commentators. I think you're a perfect one. We talked mm-hmm. about Vish earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. Toph. I don't know if Toph gets enough credit. I think him playing more recently, entering more tournaments, because he's been on a little bit of a grind. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm terms of online stuff like i think maybe that that helped with people uh but even then like you could just kind of the list kind of goes on of all these people who like uh all the people i mentioned top 100 at Mm -hmm. one point and i Mm -hmm. think if you get into the scene right now yeah you take that all for granted and one funny thing that we mentioned in that episode three years ago or whatever was that i said uh yipes was top 10 in, in Marvel versus Capcom 2 at some point, and Edwin didn't know that at all. Edwin was like, what? I thought he was just a commentator. Yeah, it's I, like, I genuinely had no clue at the Dice time. is like a titan. Like, So you know how like they have the five gods of Melee? Mm-hmm. There's like mm-hmm. the titans in Marvel. It's like, uh, Yipes is one of them. Justin Wong. Justin like, Wong. Uh, Sanfrax, uh, maybe. Yeah, Sanford, and then... Fuck, who was the last one? I think it's Eddie Lee. Or no, duh. Yeah, I was duh, so duh, I was duh. so stunned. I couldn't believe yeah. it when you told me. We, I was like, "What? Yipes is a top player, dude." It's like, <laughs> nah, yeah. uh, it's so funny because um, he was so good for the, for the obviously the while that's like a, a kind of cool parallel to mainly because it's like this old game that people still hold up. Obviously, the parallel kind of drops off because they didn't have like continued tournament mm-hmm. entrance uh, to that level. So it's tough to say. But it's imagine if like people are like, "Oh, PPMD is the." The commentator, he's good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know PPMD was good. <laughs> right, also, uh, Koopa, you're right. Phil, Phil's fucking ridiculous. Even Phil, right yes, that's a great one. Even right now, there's a lot of players like, I guess commentators, commentators who get pigeonholed in that box. But I mean, I don't know. Eventually, I, I used to think I used to get mad at it, but now it's kind of just like I don't know, man. Eventually, you wake up and. <laughs> You know, the moment people think that it's just like, if anything, that's a buff for the commentator. Because then that's how you lose to a commentator. Yeah. I mean, I think Slime <laughs> ran the, uh, oh, Scar, a good instant yep. example. Fendi. Uh, Fendi. Slime yep. ran that, uh, the invitational for the commentators. I think that was such a cool thing to, like, shed light on the fact that, yeah, these, these like, people actually who you only see talk about the game that they, they know a thing or two. They can, they can mm-hmm. play the game pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was, that was such a cool thing for him to do. Right. Nah, for sure. I think, I think uh, for me, 
Oh, also another thing uh, to add to the question, because I said getting a summit would be cool. I think what makes me want to play more and why I've been grinding, if you've watched my stream in the last two days, I've just been only Koopa, you're in chat. We're probably going to play after this. I've been playing a fuck ton of Marth. Um, is because I got sponsored now. And I feel like I have like a moral obligation to like try my best. Like it's not just, oh, I'm a content creator or a tournament organizer person. Like I'm going to try my best to, to get good at the game. And should I lose, so be it. But I feel like with like me getting like paid to do what I do, I feel like I got an obligation to 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 work towards it, to actually improve. So, yeah, that, that's another reason why I'm like going to try to enter more, practice more, just just play more. I think it's clear to anyone who's in the scene that your work ethic is amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're the type to give yourself that credit, but you definitely deserve it because you have been, Yeah, if it's one aspect of Melee or another, you've been putting the the work in for definitely longer than I've been in the scene. Longer than a lot of people have been. In the scene. I appreciate that, and I guess that my my thing is, and this is what I have to tell myself: I've helped and done shit like that for everybody except myself. So when it comes to playing, this is the one time I'm like, all right, dude, you got to do this for yourself. Like, not for the scene, not for fucking melee, not for people to be happy, but for Brandon, for you, and like that's the one thing. Because I feel like with work ethic, I really th- do think I can do that. I just have to like. I think when when it comes to dealing with people, I I like I want I don't want to let anyone down. I want everybody to be happy with what's going on, and so I guess people pleasers. So I do my best to make sure I'm doing right by people. But I, I never do that with myself. <laughs> and I think with competing, it's that's my way of trying to do it for myself. And that like that, honestly, it's the hardest shit. I wish if I, I could. If I could approach playing like I did commentary and TOing and all that shit, I think I'd be like a fucking top player. Like actually, like no, no question. Just because I, I like, I'm so hard on myself and shit like that, and I'm like really working the way to get out of that. So you it, beat Plop just just uh, I gotta did. do that a I few did. more times, fucking for, forever ago. But <laughs> I, I think I can do, and I've done shit like that. In friendlies, I've, I've I've bodied all of the, your favorite players in friendlies. I've that I've done that, but like for me to say that is always hard. You know, I always be like, oh, you know, they're too good. All oh, you know, I, I do that shit all the time, and it's not to say that I'm like lying per se, but I I got like really bad imposter syndrome, and uh, me trying to compete right now, especially with me being sponsored, I feel like I just have no excuse, and I got to work on that, and so that that's like why I really want to. And I guess the goal would be for a summit spot or try to get there, try to qualify. That'd be so badass. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, I just tend to do a lot for a lot of people in the scene. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to be able to do that. I'm blessed. But I definitely think for my own sake, like, I feel like I've yet to show how good I am. I feel like everyone kind of knows, but like there hasn't been a standout there may be an upset, but there hasn't been a performance that I've done that it's like, yeah, I've I've known Brandon is, was this good, and I'm I'm like my goal eventually, even if it, it might not be at like a summit or whatever, I just want at some point before I stop playing for that to show, and uh, I'm a, I'm gonna work towards it. <laughs> well, I I think just to 
you know, just to be honest about this, I think you have shown it. You made top hundred multiple times. You beat some of the best players and, you know, in the, in the history of our game in sets, but on stream, off stream, you know, whatever. I think, I think for anyone that's, that has like functioning eyes and has been following the scene for, <laughs> for a while, you Thanks. have proven yourself as a, as a player. Well, I appreciate it. I, pre- Bro, I always thought I had a run that was crazy and no one talked about it. it was, was it Evo 26? I can't remember. 27. It was an Evo. I beat like Connor, Dark Rain, Silent Wolf, like all back to back and just, I was like, bro, <laughs> like no one saw that. <laughs> I was being fell about that. I was like, dude, they're all hella good, man. But yeah, uh, I definitely need to. Uh, I, I, I want to do it currently because I think why I'm not in the top 100 has just been me falling back to doing TL work and commentary. But like, as far as like skill wise, I'm, I'm definitely top 100 right now. Free. Oh fuck. If people think Ooh. that or not, I'm, nah, I am. <laughs> I think even top 100 players would give me that, you know. But as as far as like me getting better and shit, like I still, like I told, like I was saying earlier, I feel like I owe it to myself to try to, like, I gotta go hard for, like, I gotta treat myself like if I were the scene. If this was the scene, I'd do my best to be like, what's the best experience possible for, for everybody, and like I, I gotta do that with. Um, me playing i'm I'm gonna try shout out to everybody who's willing to play me and everybody's so nice to me so i'm really i'm really thankful for that shout out like 100 grand always wanting to play koopa just i got i feel like i have like dope people who are willing to help me so shout out to them yeah koopa koopa's the homie koopa's so good yeah koopa's Um, a legend dude yeah i mean what i I loved hearing you talk about that like you obviously have all this clear passion uh i think anyone who who doubts you? Uh, dude, they're they're on the wrong side of this whole thing. I, they can't. I mean, that's fine. I, I I understand it. I'm not mad at it. I just I just think for me personally, like I I just want to show, and I feel like everybody knows it, but there's nothing to show it as far as like like, and I mean upsets are one thing, uh, Edwin, because I know you, well, I'm talking like, oh, Waff got fifth in some tournament. He was projected to get 65. I'm trying to do some shit like that. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm going to work hard at it, though. It's for damn sure. It's going to be hard, but I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, this is uh, what a wonderful way to uh, we're, we're kind of nearing the end of the show. What a wonderful way mm-hmm. to cap this off. Like I, I've been having it's been such a pleasure to talk to you about all these different facets of Melee. Mm-hmm. Uh, be it, you know, obviously we talked about like some of the best Melee we've ever seen. And then we talked about the up and comers. We talked about your career uh i appreciate this so much you, mm-hmm. you're like such a such an amazing guest to have on uh Thanks, what we like to do because we you know we talk all about melee we talk about every aspect of melee today what we like to do is we like to talk about something outside of melee that has been something that interested us recently um yeah. because like what we are obviously we care about melee so much right like uh me and Edwin were doing a, a weekly show uh, and be sinister, of course, too. Um, we're like on. We're talking about melee every day to each other, and, and talking about melee weekly to the to the wonderful people who watch this and listen to this. And you yourself, obviously, dedicated to melee, but like that's not our entire lives, right? So what mm-hmm. we like to do is we like to talk about something that has been interesting to us recently. Um, I guess mm-hmm. uh, before Edwin talks about how many calories he ate today, I'll I'll go off. Uh, recently, 
my I've got a friend who actually moved from Oakland. He moved from Oakland back east. Um, okay. And he had a friend. Uh, this two of my friends from high school. They uh, they did like a whole road trip back. One of my friend met him out there, and then they did a road trip back. Damn. And I got to see all the pictures, like Grand right. Canyon, you know, uh, Zion. Uh, dude, I think they went to Yosemite. Like all these amazing things. And mm-hmm. uh, watch, seeing all those pictures, I actually, uh, I, I had to do it right here. So I, I got, I got this. Yeah, I got this wonderful camera. It arrived That's today. Cool. So not really been able to to take a lot of photos. I took a photo of my CRT. That was That's the first cool. one. Uh, but I, I'm so excited to use this. I've got a couple of friends who are really into photos and someone who I should shout out, who we already talked about earlier, Tuesday, uh, super into cameras, wonderful yeah. resource. He was able to talk to me about, uh, you know, stuff that I wanted, uh, was really able to help me. Dude, I, I love Tuesday. That's like one of my, Preston is one of my favorite people in the scene, man. Literally, I, I, I like, genuinely like, got love for that dude. Just name a thing. And he will have information flowing. He that's, he is such like a anything you can think of. He he will give you constant information on it, and it and it won't come off as like pretentious. Or it won't come off. It'll just be like the kindest, like help, most helpful information. Right. He's uh, a good guy, man, and he knows a lot about. Uh, but like you said, about, like who the fuck knows this? <laughs> He's like, yeah, man. If uh, like we were talking about, um, I hate to, uh, I'm I'm gonna go back to what you're saying, but. Uh, I guess like was it? What's the shit when you go underwater? Is it snorkeling? Uh, scuba is that the one where you or like, scuba diving? Yeah, where you yeah. go and like you can go through like caves and shit underwater. Like he knows about that. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I did that for like a year or something." I'm like, "What? How? Who? who what?" <laughs> so yeah, nah. Tuesdays. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I got love for Tuesday, man. I, I talked to him. Like we had this little uh, Discord. It's not a lot of us in there, but I always make sure to talk to him, man. Just such a homie. Super homie. All right, Edwin, I guess you gotta you're gonna talk about how much cottage cheese you ate today. <laughs> no, not not this week. I gotta talk about something else that I've been reading quite a bit about. So, as many of you know, I do a bunch of like writing for the DSA also. So I, I write I write a lot about politics on the side when I'm not doing I'm not doing melee work. And for anyone who's interested in just like progressivism or anything of that strain, I think there's a tendency to sometimes like compare like historical projects or look at where we want to be or whatever in Europe. And I actually think high key, if you consider yourself a progressive or you're just interested in that kind of stuff, you should you should study Latin America a lot, especially like the rise of the pink tide, uh, like the fall the pink tide the recent resurgence i've been doing a ton of reading in particular on like argentina and i just think it it's like super interesting because like latin america like just in general like both central and south america has been is usually seen as like separate from the rest of the quote-unquote third world which is africa and africa and asia but like one of the reasons it's seen as separate is because they became um like a lot of those nations became independent like much earlier than the than than the rest of the other like nations did during the 20th century or so so there's a bit more of like a there's a really interesting like mix of like intercultures between in like many of many of those nations that's like not monolithic at all there's a lot of like really uh there's there's just like a ton of interesting history 
I, I, I'm pretty f- familiar with like Bolivia and Venezuela, but like I've been reading a ton about like Argent- Argentina a lot in recent times, and I just think it's it's really fascinating, and like Peru as well. And I think people should, uh, if you're interested in like internationalism or that kind of thing, uh, Latin America is where where it's at. Like, I should okay. study that's cool. So I heard uh, isn't Harry Box Argentinian. Already's like from yeah. Argentina I think uh, I think born he's born there, there right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll ask him what he thinks of Kirchner. <laughs> Edwin, it's either it's every week. It's funny. I'm I'm like I like this album. I think this album's pretty good. Uh, and then you're it's either talking about how many calories you get that day or trying to radicalize our guest. Uh, I, I gotta appreciate it at a certain point. <laughs> Always um, the consistency. <laughs> I'll have something different for next week. All right, well, I'll believe when I see it. Uh, Brandon, cool. obviously, you know you you've been really busy with a lot of things recently. So I don't know like. Mm-hmm how non melee your life has been, but like, what have you got going on that that's been uh, something in your life? Yeah, I guess I'll tell you a goal of mine. So like, you know, I've had this goal in the back of my head and like some, it was a fucking wake up call. So like, I've been wanting to get back into basketball. Cause you know, I just, I, that was kind of like my melee back before melee. And I kind of chalked myself by just having shit grades, stop playing, got into melee and stop playing. And, you know, I got, you know, gained a little bit of COVID weight, you know, like flabby. If you've noticed me and you've met me, especially like in 2015, 2016, I've always been like fucking hell in shape. That's always been my shit. Uh, Now I'm not. Right. So I go to fucking Summit and play basketball and we're just huffing and puffing down the court. And I mean, I still won with South to saying hungry box, but I feel like that shit would have been for real. If I was in shape, fucking free, so fucking free, and I'm like, dude, all right, man, I I can't have this shit. Like, I gotta, I gotta get back and form, get back on my shit. I played Aiden in a one on one, five beat him five one, got him up out of here. But I'm saying, like, I'm not like toned or none of that shit, bro. So i'm trying to hit the gym bro like five six days a week bro just like awesome i went yesterday i've been kind of weird about the gym though just because i was around so many people this last week between summit and you know my my aunt's funeral and shit that i'm kind of nervous about being like in public so i've been like doing my little self-quarantine so i might just do some workouts at home until then i'm not sure but my goal is to fucking get back in shape bro Hell yeah. Yeah, I was like I said, man, you you pull up get a set. You pull up me and Plup, right? Like, I'm like I got a big ass shirt on, but I'm like, bro, I was I was out here back then. So I'm trying to get back on that wave. I'm trying to get back to where I was just in great shape. Uh, And, you know, I I still worked out during the pandemic, but I was never consistent. So I'm trying to consistently do it and get good at basketball again. Because I was like, even though like we won and your boy went off, I have fucking three re no seven rebounds, three points, one assist in a five point game. I digress. Anyway, that shit would have been fucking free if I was just in shape. I stand on that. And I don't even care who I team with. I I could have teamed <laughs> against two Saint Army Bucks. I, I I firmly believe that. At least among Smashers. Granted, I don't think I'm amazing at basketball, but I feel like I'm good enough to dust off Smashers. All right, there's probably one smasher who's like godlike that I don't know about, but I was just like, "Fuck, man, you gotta, you gotta get back on your shit, bro." So I went to the gym yesterday. I was debating on going today. 
I don't know. But if anything, I'm going to do just like a house gel workout or something. It's <laughs> probably what I'll do. <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, I know that Edwin right now is, is kind of uh, he's in workout mode. Uh, I I just had a vacation. So, I mean, this was a couple weeks ago. So in my mind, I'm like, uh, <laughs> in my mind, I'm still on vacation. But I, I eventually will get back into that. Uh, Ambi, Ambi's always in that mode, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chroma, to mention another uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> person yeah. like that. So yeah, at, at Genesis A, we'll make a pact. Everyone's going to be, we're all just going to be ripped. No, I, at know. Genesis 8, I have I have to be ripped by then. Chroma, yeah, Chroma is my fitness therapist. We're all right going to be now. Genesis. We're going to be ripped at Genesis 8. We'll go yeah. to actually, Edwin, we'll find our way to Summit 12. We'll uh, we'll try to get in on this uh, basketball team. I don't know how uh, many. I don't, uh, know if I'll be good. I don't know if I'll be good at basketball, but I'm going to try to outperform some. I won't name names, but uh, I'm going to try to look better than some of the people that, that played basketball that weekend. Just, that, uh, that's let's all go. I'm Let's go. I believe, oh. bro. They're trash. You can do it. Here's, I, I it de- just, it uh, definitely made me feel better about myself because I, I watched thinking uh, I, I'd by far be the worst person out, out of everyone there. And I felt bad. And then I, I saw a couple of the matches and I was like, eh, you know what? I think no, you know, I can set a few I, I can set a few picks. Uh, I'll pick. the, only, <laughs> the only people who were like decent, Aiden, fucking Mikey. Mikey. And uh, Mikey, yeah, for sure. Tuesday was all right, too. And yeah, everybody else was like fucking trash, bro. But both of you had some okay was, things. Yeah, I, I, Aiden and Mikey were probably the best. Put I me thought. on, uh, yeah. Put put Play me, on, put me on Mikey. I don't know how many fouls are going to be called, but uh, yeah. I play dirty defense. Let's go, I got, bro. I, me and Shape, I'm dusting everybody. Uh, let let it be. <laughs> no, I was I was I was confident we'd win, but. Even after winning, I was like, bro, we could have just actually just destroyed them if I was just playing better. <laughs> I mean, I got that's how I felt. Like, bro, I gotta I gotta get back in the gym, bro. I can't, I can't. This is unacceptable, man. I and plus I'm trying to look like, swaggy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta change, I gotta stop wearing beanies all the time, you know. I think my goal with my life is just to give you know, I, I used to be dripped up and shit at tournaments, man. Now I'm just you know, wear shirt, fucking sweats. Just call it. I'm tired of looking. Yeah, that's how I've, Let me get rid of this I, I've been that way for the last like year. I, when I when I come back at Genesis, I want to like look really good and and dress like that. No, oh, yeah, no, for Dude, sure. I, Ed, when I'm with you, well, well, let's let's one day we'll commentate and we're gonna look fly as hell. We're gonna be a shape. <laughs> Got you, Genesis. I'm out. I'm bro. I'm telling you, Genesis. I'm about to look proper. That's, Genesis. That's, yeah, that's we, we got to we got to step up for Genesis and Summit Twelve. You'll uh, you'll win basketball and you'll you'll be there as a competitor. I'm calling it now. Oh, let's go! None of that kind. You gotta enter. The, you gotta enter, though, Brandon. I, yeah. I, I, what, what little you've entered is pretty good, but let's see yeah, more. I, know. I, I haven't. I entered Gom Line this year. I lost to Aslan Eddie, and then before that was Levo, and I lost to Kadoran and Joey in a game. I lost to Joey in game five. Oh yeah, another goal of mine. Because me and Kadoran always have banter, is I'm dusting him off before I play melee or before I stop playing melee. That is that is a quote. It's on my soul. <laughs> I, 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 put this shit on Twitter when I beat him. That that is that is happening. That's my boy, by the way. I actually love Kadoran. So let me 
I'm not we've huge we've fan. been huge Kadoran fans since not before yet. he was ranked I for sure. But I, I, think I, I believe it. Too. I think Kadoran's an amazing player. I, I love watching him, but I'm dusting him off. That's just that's just that's gonna happen. Because you what started this was he was like, I was like, GG's Kadoran, you know, he three would me, you know, fair enough. Better player. He was like, Yeah, you know, you fortunately you had to be one of my first victims. He on some anime shit. I was like, hold up. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, I no. heard that in his. I heard that in his voice, and it became yeah. like ten times funnier. Oh, I was just oh. like, bro. I was like, Kadoran. No, good games, man. Yeah, it yeah. Is, it's unfortunate that you became one of my first victims. In yeah, practice. he said that, and I was like, on oh, my soul, Kadoran, I'm fucking bodying your shit. <laughs> one day before, I don't care if I lose thirty times in a row. I don't care if the record is eighty and one. I'm getting the one, bro. I'm getting the one. Just, just I like imagine Kadoran saying it with like a smile, like a smirk on his face. Oh my god, no, that's so funny. Kadoran is great though. He always tells me I'm not gonna hold yeah. back. He's like, and I respect that. <laughs> he always he he helps push me and challenges me, and I like that about Court. He makes me feel uncomfortable when I play, and I think that's I, I think that's good because you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And yeah, I think having a goal for it, like, because I don't have any players that I just want to fucking destroy but i i, I like kadoran is I, I respect him so much i want to dust him off so bad i think it would be godlike too it just it'd be hilarious just imagine me three on kadoran bro i, I think that should be hilarious i i, I want to I, I personally if i had to pick somebody that's who i'm three on and I'm, I'm waiting for the oh i played so bad you know uh you know falco's i'm, I'm retweeting the fuck out of that shit just let it be known now let it be known now but yeah, I, I, how I actually feel about Kador, and I actually, I, I love and respect him. Great guy. Great. He's the only one I can say this shit, and I know he wouldn't really get offended. He thinks it's funny too. So, but I mean, I, I am going dusting you off, Kador. Just let him know. But, <laughs> we got to get him on soon. He thinks. Yeah, about yeah, all yeah. Oh no, he, bro. On average, um, <laughs> he he could. If we play right now, I'm getting three zero. <laughs> You know, I know that the, for for the fifteen sets I lose, I'm gonna get one. But my my point is, I'm getting one. That's all. You just I gotta just play with a hundred grand enough times. Oh yeah, grands are gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, it's definitely gonna happen. If I play all these Mars, shout out to Cooper, shout out to hundred grand MT. We're playing all of them, man. Eventually, I'm I'm trying to just be every Mark player I run into and brag it. That's also another thing. But that's neither here nor there. Kadoran specifically, I'm gunning for because. When we play, I get triggered playing him, and it feels so good to just beat him, just off that. And he called me one of his first victims, and fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> and you guys know when I feel away and I start talking shit, that is like a buff for me. Like if I actually want to fuck you up, I'm, I, I probably will do it. So, yeah, you know, the last time someone did this to me, shouts to Kai. I, I got to put you on blast. He's a Mark player, really good back in the day. He beat me once, right? And uh, uh, I found out a fucked up way. So I was on Shroom's Facebook, like, looking for something. He was like, yeah, go on my computer, whatever. I check it, and, you know, Jose Kai was like, yeah, you know, I beat Waff. I was playing really good. You know, I fucked him up, blah, blah, blah. I was like, so mad. I was like, yo, I play this guy. I'm about to dust the living shit out of this fool. Three Odom, triple three stocked. Beat him on FD twice. It was terrible, and like I, I loved every minute of it. So I'm trying to do that to do it, but we'll see. He's he's like way better. He's top. <laughs> 20, so. uh, I don't know, but I, 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 all in all, it's actually 
not really a rivalry. One, because Kadoran's way better than me, and I think he's a great player. I, I genuinely think that. So shout out to Kadoran. Just one set. That's all you need. Just one oh, set yeah, that, on stream. No, that's facts. That's facts. That's all I need, bro. I don't even care if it's not on stream. We got Slippy Vaz now. I, I'll upload them shits to Twitter or whatever the fuck, you know? So, yeah, that, that that if I have to pick a person I'm aiming for, shout out to Kadoran. And it's Falco Mars. I love beating Mars because fuck that matchup. <laughs> Falco can win, but fuck that matchup. So yeah, that that is uh, that's all. I'm just ranting now. <laughs> no, this is great. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, when you get that one, we, we'll all go back oh, yeah. to this. Yeah, well, well, we just, well, you know, I know you guys do the stats. Just forget the one in thirty part. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, we'll Maybe just, we'll lose a couple of the sets. Maybe they, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, just just you know, they never happen. You know, just they weren't streamed, didn't count, bro. <laughs> but nah, um, I don't know. But I guess uh, uh, to back to the question was the outside of melee stuff is just to get back in shape, try to try to get swole, get ripped, all that bullshit. I got a lot of COVID weight on me, so I'm trying to get it off. Yeah, That's dude. When you uh, when you when you whoop Doran, you'll be uh, jacked as hell. Oh yeah, that'd be fire, and the hair will look spiffy and not like this crazy fro shit I got. Yeah, you'll, you'll have the drip, you'll have everything. Yeah, yeah, it'll be dripped out. Imagine it, me dusting off the door and looking fly as fuck too. I encourage that timeline. I, I, I can't wait for it. Um, <laughs> looking forward to it, and, and then you uh, dunk on him as well or some shit. Right? Yeah, it says nobody beats Waff X. Yeah, nobody beats Waff fifty times in a row. No, that yeah, I'll, I'll tweet that. <laughs> That'd be a fun tweet. But yeah, you guys got you guys got anything else? We just we just vibing or what? What's going on? Yeah, I mean you you have given us so much here. I, I've been so appreciative of all this. In fact, like I feel bad for all the people who probably tuned out after uh, Edwin started talking about Central America uh, and South America. <laughs> no, I, I, hey, that sounds kind of lit to me, man. As someone who <laughs> it like, is. Like, likes learning about other countries and continents and stuff. I was like looking at some stuff on like basically how Africa got to where they were. And that shit was really interesting to me. So, Well, if I, I have but, a book I'd love to recommend But, but you. we, you probably hear this shit every week, so you're probably like, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, I, I appreciate it. All I'm saying <laughs> is that I don't know if the uh, Spotify listeners, if they hear that and they just close out the app. But uh, if they did, they missed out on some wonderful stuff because you gave us so much to work with here. Did the entire <laughs> episode. You you were such a joy to talk to, and uh, I mean I appreciate you being on so much. You are someone, and like I I've been so fortunate to be able to say this to so many people and to meet it every time. But like mm-hmm. on this show, I, I've been I, I get to say this to like guests we have all the time. You are someone who I watched when I first got into melee, uh, and and the ability to just cut it up with you today. What an amazing experience! Uh, you know everything you bring to the community. Like I cannot even start to name all the stuff that you've brought to melee uh and like i i appreciate it more than i could ever say oh, so I, likewise man i appreciate you know you only good as a company you keep so i appreciate you guys just taking time to even like not only just say those things but just have me on you know because sometimes you know you could do work like what we do and you know people don't notice you know not everybody or they are people don't give a shit right so the fact that you guys take your time out to you know, give your boys flowers, man. I, I really do appreciate that, man. And, you know, shit like that is like, you know, it's, you know, why I do what I do is because, you know, makes people feel welcome and shit, you know. So thank Hell you. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of the stuff, um, do you have uh, anything you want to plug right now? Obviously, you got your Twitch stream, you got um, your Twitter. Like, uh, what do you want to plug? Yeah, Twitch. I'm gonna be streaming a lot more now because everything's over. Rollback Rumble is probably gonna be on a hiatus for another month. Probably, we probably won't come back to September. I feel like we're all kind of burnt, all the tos. So, you know, I just think we're probably gonna rest on that. So, your, but, your team definitely deserves it. Um, if they yeah. want to watch, uh, are you uh, are you still the Waffle seventy seven on Twitch? Yes, Twitch yes. TV slash Waffle seventy seven. Yeah, Twitter is uh, twitter.com dot slash Young Waff. Yeah, I young need to have the same same things across all platforms. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to follow me, man, just peep the Twitter at Young Waff. Um, stream melee. Probably going to be streaming Strive and more Street Fighter. Because Street Fighter, I had a trajectory where I was, like, almost getting diamond, and I want to crack diamond. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, you'll, you'll catch that, and then I'll try to get to Celestial and Guilty Gear. And, uh, of course, Melee. I'm going to be playing a fuck ton of Melee. You can watch me at 100 grand, where, you know, basically my my plight to shit on every Marth I play uh, is through 100 grand. And people like Koopa Troopa and MT. And, like, shout to all the Marth players, because they're actually – very, very, very chill people. Good group of people. Every <laughs> Mark player I've met is fucking mad nice, even though they get they get shitted on all the time because of their character. But they're good people. Uh, there's yeah. a notable Brandon, exception. I'm not gonna lie. I think yeah, I think I might be the the least chill Marth player. You I think, think every so? yeah, I think every like incredibly off puttingly <laughs> intense stereotype you most people used to associate with Marth players. Just about applies perfectly to me. You think so? Every, I don't know. Every, you're a really nice guy. And when everybody is just like, yo, Mars is shitters. How can you play a character like that? But every Mars I meet, they're like really cool. So, and Mars players are way like they're super down to help you in a matchup that like a spacey man would never do. Like, I feel like a spacey or as a, as a Fox Falco player. I'd be like, man, I'm not trying to do that shit, right? Whereas, like, uh, a, a Marth man, yeah, man, let's play. It's, just... it's Zane's influence. Zane <laughs> yeah. is such a let's, good let's role go. model. Let's fucking such go, a, Yeah, such a uh, little beacon of positivity. Right. Shouts to Zane, man. We need more of that, bro. We really do. But I, yeah, think, I, I think we're getting that. Yeah, I think we are. I think we are. I think a lot of that shit gets overlooked, too. But... Yeah, Edwin, you're you're a uh, oh no, you're nice to me. I think you're a really nice guy. I don't know. You start. You got to read his uh, his columns. I don't think he's too nice. <laughs> oh shit! And uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to read those columns, you can do so at MeleeStats.co. Monday morning, Marth wins melee there every week. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you shouted out our our Twitter, uh, and and if you want to see local daily or. Daily reporting on locals, you can uh, do so at twitter.com slash Melee Stats Pod. Melee Stats YouTube channel. We're uh, always trying to work to churn out those long form content, the, the Melee Stats films. And mm-hmm. uh, if you want to watch these episodes on YouTube, you can do so at Melee Stats Archive. Twitch, obviously, you're watching uh, twitch.tv slash Melee Stats. And if you just want to give us money for all the work we do, patreon.com slash Melee Stats. You know, Let's you can go. support us there. Like, you guys, I, I got to say, you know, Brandon, you're supporting us here by doing this, and it's amazing. And I want to shout out to all the viewers we have right now. And I see a lot of names in the chat, which are people who are subscribed to us on Twitch or are people who are giving money to us on Patreon. 
And uh, I really want to shout out what you've everyone's been able to do to help us out. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I see a lot of names in here. Seal, Practical Task, Koopa, a lot of Curly. I know you asked a question about Brian F. I did not answer that. Uh, but shout out to Brian. That's my guy. You would answer that as the last thing we say in the episode? Um, yeah, what was, the, it was, what was the question? Like, what do I think about Brian F. or something like that? I think it was, he was trying to get you to make Brian F. a Sheik or Falcon man. Oh, is that the question? Can I can I convince Brian to do that? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but uh, I mean, shit. I, he said he wanted to do Fox, so I was just like, "All right, man, are you sure?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Are you sure?" He was like, "Yeah." It's like, "All right, man." Snow, <laughs> the shark was gonna be real. I think playing Fox as your first character is like fucked up. He's not a good first character in my opinion. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh can I convince Brian to be a Sheik and our our Sheik and <laughs> a Sheik or a Falcon player? Uh I I doubt it, but you know. You never know. Uh, maybe yeah. ask him, man. Shout out to Brian. Maybe one Shouts day. I, I, I think Sheik uh, would make our one of those characters would make the most sense to him. I think it would make more sense to Fox initially. But yeah, from a Street Fighter perspective, at least. Well, uh, how about this? We'll we'll get him on, and we'll we'll just berate him until he becomes one of those. Hell, let's go. <laughs> Although I don't know, Edwin uh, Edwin's kind of quaking in his boots at the idea of one more Sheik or Falcon main entering the world, oh, specifically the Falcon part. <laughs> oh man, I don't uh, mind the Sheik players. The that, fa- that's kind of crazy. I feel like Sheik's more annoying if I were to main Marth. I, th- I think Sheik is tougher, but I think Falcon players, particular, like where their strengths are geared and like what's good about their character, counters a lot of like intuitive Marth strengths. Yeah, that, that's really really annoying. Like they have to like if you move really predictably or if you try to like hit them immediately after they throw out something, but like, can still move out of it, it's yeah. like you will get blown up. Or if you or if you're just like not fully attentive when you have them on a platform or in disadvantage, they'll just like. Slide off, yeah. Stomp me you. Out. Yeah. What about Pikachu? I feel like that's got that looks hell annoying. Don't. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a whole another. That's, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> that's a whole episode right there. Too. But I mean, we yeah, should probably I, we should probably end it here. Yeah, speaking of yeah, episodes, yeah. I, I think uh, I think you've given us so much to work with. I, I think I don't want to spend more of your time. Uh, you've been such an amazing guest here. I, I definitely want to thank you. I don't, I don't want to thank yeah, all man. the people who are watching. And uh, yeah, this is it for Waiting for Game. Check us out next week uh, because we, uh, I don't want to give anything away. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I will say that next week is actually a little bit of a special episode. I think you guys will, will dig it. Um, so thanks everyone for watching. See you next time. Peace. Oh, have a good one.